loss always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Shee! With us on the ones and twos, Justin the Russian Concussion Mascaro. Hello. And not with us again, Joseph Ascani is uh, recouping, had the flu, but he's he's nearly back to 100%, no longer contagious, just riding it out because uh, we go out west starting tomorrow. How do you feel about it? I got anxiety. Oh, yeah? Yeah. About what? Just getting all my shit together. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of flying. I got anxiety about my bets, my... Oh, do you? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. um, I'm not afraid of flying because it is what it is, you know? Well, I mean, once you're on the plane, what can you do? It's not going to crash, but if it were to... Oh, yeah. Who gives (laughs) a shit? (laughs) Everybody on the plane. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, I when I think about, like, a way to die... That seems like a better way to die than like um, going Old to the age. doctor and the doctor telling you, hey, you got six months. Well, when, I mean, would he say, hey, you got six months when I'm like 85? I mean, I guess that's a little bit different, but I'll it could, take that. Yeah. <laughs> but you could be 85 on a plane too. That's, I will take that <laughs> over 26. Yeah. <laughs> the point I'm making is that I'd rather not know and then it'd be something like that. But we'll know on the way down. Not for long. But for long enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not going to crash. That would be that'd be fucking horrible. Some have. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, yeah, I'm not looking. I mean, you didn't come in here and just like, like ease any anxiety, that's for sure. You didn't. Every time it starts to shake, I'm like, <laughs> fucking grab the people next to me. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little turbulence. Oh man, yeah. Um, now I'm gonna be drinking for sure, but it is what it is. So, all right, episode 129. That was a uh, a grim start to the episode, but um, you're rolling still. I mean, what do you what do you got to say? I mean, this is what I expect to do. Okay, well, that's good. The NFL, not so much, but college, yeah. That's what that's what we're shooting for. Yep. Yeah, Around I mean, 60%. Yeah, we both had good weeks. Um, I nearly had a great week in the NFL, but two bad picks. I texted you right before the Monday, or right as the Monday night game was kicking off. I was like, hmm, it is a square bet. Yeah, no, I kind of felt the same way, but I tried to be like. Well, yeah. it's still, I mean, even with it being a square bet, there's still, there was opportunity. Yeah. If they, I was expecting them, which they, with, I was expecting the Chargers, which they did, to have success against the Broncos because the Broncos' offense is not good. It's just really, it's struggling. It's just I keep expecting the Chargers' offense to wake up, and it's just yeah. not. So I mean, there was they had multiple opportunities in overtime to go put a drive together and or or waiting for a Russell Wilson throw to the flat for a pick six to walk it off and win by six. Like there was opportunities there all throughout the game. It, it is what it is. Um, but all right, episode one twenty nine. Nick's still on fire. I finally had a bounce back week. Um, I say bounce back. That's back to back positive in college and NFL two weeks in a row. So I'm back. I got a. I got 
out of the water. I was able to breathe fresh air, and uh, now we're clean slate, starting from scratch. But all right, um, what is the best thing you saw this week? Oh, the um, they're trying to kick Dan Snyder out the league. Well, that's been a thing, but yeah. he came out and's like. Got dirt on. He's everybody. like, I got dirt on everybody. Y'all kick me out. I'm spilling the beans. Yeah, he said uh, he's got a lot of dirt on Jerry Jones, who's like kind of going to bat for him. Wow. So he's throwing him under the bus. Well, then Jerry Jones, a report came out that he forced his tongue down a woman's throat in front of the players, oh my. in front office. Swear. Why'd he do that? Because look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say because uh, he's fucking Jerry Jones. I feel like he can do whatever he wants. But yeah, so I did see that. And then... um. Ursay in Indianapolis, he's, yeah. he's like, there. he said, I think the quote was, there's merit for him to be removed. It's like, he's had his problems too. He's a, yeah. co- he's a cokehead. Um, yeah, he's kind of wild looking, Ursay is. Yeah, he is. Snyder, but yeah, Snyder said he's taking them all down with him. Do it. Let's yeah. fucking go. Light the match. Let's see what happens. He said he's got dirt on Goodell too. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Open up the fucking... Oh, Pull back the curtains on 2018. Yeah, they said some shit like he hired private investigators. Yeah, yeah on like everybody. So, yo, you want to try to kick me out? Yeah. I'm going to show y'all. Y'all are fucking with me? All right. He's tailing them. Yeah. I got the plates. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to take them all down with him, and I'm ready for it. Pull back the curtain on 2018. Let's talk about what we already know. Um, Best thing that I saw, really, it's what happened to me this week. My Athletic Greens came in. Free plug for Athletic Greens. So getting my vitamins up. Um, the main thing was any company 100% should advertise with us for good reason. And that is you have a 50-50 shot of me buying your product religiously. I have a full-blown <laughs> a full blown caffeine addiction. I drink so much coffee all because I never drank coffee until literally this time last year. Uh, Lindsay's aunt just went to PJ's and she's like, Oh, I got you this, some random like hot mocha from PJ's. It's like, I don't really drink coffee. I was like, ah, but fuck it, whatever. Drank it, went like six and oh that day betting. I was like, I'm drinking coffee every day now (laughs) for the rest of my life. And I literally have, I drink, I'll have a coffee tomorrow. I had a 30 ounce coffee today. I nearly went and got another one for the podcast. I had a 30 ounce coffee the day before that. I'll have a 30 ounce coffee on the plane. Jittery. I'll be up there. We'll be up in the sky. I'll be jittery and nervous about coming yeah crashing down but do they have coffee on the plane i'll get one at starbucks on the in the airport no but the steward the flight attendant i want her to get (laughs) don't spill it yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i'm gonna be um i'm gonna have coffee tomorrow and it's literally i mean now I, i like the taste and i like the caffeine but yeah i love caffeine it was a hundred percent because i had a really good day betting and then I was like, I'm just going to buy, I'm going to drink coffee all the time now. It wasn't yeah, me. It was the coffee. So the athletic greens, this would be more beneficial if I get hot now. Yeah. And then I just start taking athletic greens. Right. Like I take the coffee. It'd be better for my health. But yeah, I'll, you advertise with us and then you're rolling the dice. Either I get hot betting and then I am going to blast your product all over the place and be your biggest fan or the downside I lose my bets, and then it's like I'll never use your shit again. So what is it? It's vitamins. Uh, Rogan talks about it a lot on his podcast. It's all kinds of different, um, yeah, like vitamins, nutrients, vitamin. Uh, I don't even know. There's a shitload of stuff in it. C, D, fucking K. I don't know. It's a lot of stuff. I just it's green. I put it in the water. I swish it around. Then I drink it. it. Doesn't taste great, but it doesn't taste terrible. 
it's good for you. So I've been waiting for him to come in though. Shit's expensive. It's like, 90, yeah, it is. Expensive. It's like 90 bucks a month. There might be. Yeah. Don't tell me anything better. No, there might be alternatives that don't cost as much. I know. That's why I knew that's what you were going to say. I'm already in. I have the subscription. Well, just sometimes I know this guy. He's my dad. He, um, <laughs> <laughs> he'll take like a bottle of good liquor. Yeah. But pour lesser liquor in it. And then he's just and tricking his act brain. Like, act like, he'll, no, he'll pour it to people and act like oh, he's going to <laughs> <laughs> oh shit so everybody's like damn breaking out the 350 he may have dollar done, bottle yeah. huh <laughs> he may have done it once I don't know. he's got the wine bottle it's some like, people know my dad that listen to this so just play it cool when when you see him don't tell him you heard it from me <laughs> yeah thousand dollar bottle of yeah. wine it's, it's fucking his box wine um i mean that's honestly that's kind of a veteran move though it is because you're going in and it's like you're tricking I mean, if it's like this athletic greens, this could be just fucking shredded up grass. Right. But in my, I feel better already. Placebo effect. Mm-hmm. So your dad's out there. Everybody's like, damn, we are like getting we're top of the top drinking Cristal. Yeah. It's like with the really whiskeys and stuff. It's like most people don't know the difference. Yeah. He's got them out here thinking they're drinking Cristal and it's Prosecco. He will find the closest thing though. You know, he, yeah. he knows his shit. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh. I don't knock the hustle. You got to do what you got to do. Right. And if it makes the party better. So, I mean, we had that after you have two drinks, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. So can't tell the difference. Um, all right, Justin, what was the best thing you saw this week? Um, it was, uh, Josh Naylor's home run. Whenever he was round the bases, mm-hmm. he was rocking the baby to Garrett Cole. Always think that's pretty cool. Whenever they flip their bat and stuff like that. And everybody gets mad. Yeah. Everybody that's was funny. pissed. Um, but that's what people don't know. Like I've, I've, Josh Naylor's been this way. You probably don't even remember. I posted about it on Instagram because I was this. Yeah, was no, I remember that. We were that. both on that game. Yeah, he we went um, crazy. Yeah, that was when I was deep into betting baseball, and uh, he they were down like eight runs, and he hit like I think a three run home run to tie it, or it was a grand slam to tie it, and then he hit a three run home run in extra innings. The the, the grand slam was to force extra innings, and then it was a three run home run to to win the game. And he fucking was going nuts, smashing shit in the dugouts. Yeah, no, I remember when you were posting about that. Yeah, because I was watching other people. Like, I was watching uh, one of, I think it might have been one of the Barstool streams. And they're like, who the fuck is Josh Naylor? I'm like, y'all have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck is Josh Naylor? You're about to find out. But it's uh, just been confirmed. Uh, Yankees advance. Guardians are out. So that's good for me. That was another best thing I saw this week. We just saw it 20 minutes ago. Uh, my Yankees ticket is still alive, and the Phillies play in about a half hour. And I'm it's game one for the Phillies. Yeah, against the Padres, both are hot. Yeah. But Phillies are rolling right now, twenty-two to one odds. That's what I was saying. Like, if you were to hedge, then it would have to be this series. I feel like. Yeah, but that's not a guaranteed hedge, though. Is the my only worry? Unless, well, you, unless have you do the... it to win the National League, not yeah, the whole. Thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but the odds are not great. But you would be guaranteeing mm-hmm. something. Yeah. I, I looked at it. There was a way, especially now that the Yankees are in, I could just bet on I could bet on the Astros and the Padres. Because I have a Yankees ticket, I have a fucking Phillies ticket. 
and then I could bet Yankees and Padres now, and then I have a ticket on everybody. So yeah. I, and then I could I could manipulate it to where I think I win at least five hundred bucks. So it's like I should, but I'd let it ride. That's what I think I'm gonna do. It's, I it, you got two of them. I'm two a, of them. Yeah, I'm a gambler. This I mean the, these bets were placed yeah. back in March. It's a long time coming. This is gonna pay repay me for all I lost betting baseball over the summer. Right. And the Phillies are rolling right now. So ten to one to win the NL and then twenty two to one to win uh the entire thing. All right, well so actually I'll go first with my worst thing that I saw this week. The worst thing I saw this week far and away was uh the University of Tennessee starting a go a goalpost go fund me. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. They have the president in the press box with a cigar. As they're watching on the video, you see them pulling the goalposts away. And he said something like, they're going to do it next year, too, when we win again. And then they, like, have other goalposts already ready. Like, they knew. They, they were prepared. Like, if we win, the goalposts are coming down. Uh-huh. So they were ready. Why? You know, I, I can't even imagine the amount of money the Booster Club brings in. And y'all are starting a GoFundMe to replace the goalposts? Yeah, that is funny. That is ridiculous. But I was wondering the same thing. I was like, man, they threw them damn goalposts in the river. They were gonna yeah. damn, they're gonna need those things for next <laughs> week. Yeah, but it's like when Arkansas Arkansas upset somebody, and there was the video going around of like Pittman and uh, whoever else uh, talking with the athletic director, and they're like, he's like with his wife, like they're crying and shit, and they're like, oh no, the goalposts, and the guy's like, fuck them, like yeah, like they they're ready, like they know. Yeah, I guess they got spares. I'm sure they do. Because that's what I was wondering. I was like, it's probably not but that I easy looked to at get it. a uh, goalpost yeah. quickly, you know? Yeah, but they yeah, they probably buy duplicates. Like, hey, when we're going to have goalposts, maybe we're going to buy a, an extra mm-hmm. one. Um, I was looking at it. They had like 50 grand raised, and it like wasn't even a third of the way full of like their bar. I'm like, what are y'all asking for? How much money is your goal? <laughs> $200,000 for fucking goalposts? I thought that was ridiculous, though. It was like the day after, too. You just beat Alabama. Yeah. Everybody's hung over, and you're like, hey, y'all got to pay for well, that. That's kind of weird, like, how they have fireworks and shit ready. Yeah. What? I mean, you don't, you go in with the, like, we might win. So, yeah, it's just, I've never seen that, that we do. What are you referring to exactly? They had fucking fireworks explode around the top of their stadium when they won the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've seen, what do you mean? I've seen people do that before. You're saying like immediately as it was over? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean they were probably I've seen it before the game. Yeah, no, that this was right at, like it was like a general. fucking big ass it was like yeah. they won the game, it was over. Yeah. Um they kicked the game winning field goal and then it was like a fucking explosion. Okay. Like they they were ready. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean they probably just went in prepared like Yeah, you'll see fireworks win, before the game, but I've never seen yeah. like a team have that prepared like that for like or just a regular game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Do they do that for touchdown score? No, dude. This was like a fucking... A big production. A big-ass firework production. Fourth of July. Let me see if I can show y'all really quick. But yeah, um, while you're looking that up. All right, Justin, what was the uh, worst thing you saw this week? Um, So the worst thing that happened was um, we might be getting evicted out of our, our house that we're renting right now. Uh, we just got fined. By the HOA for having cars parked in the street. So I took it to Facebook. We have a neighborhood Facebook page. And I just told everybody, I was like, hey, there's a problem with the trucks and stuff. Like, just come over and, you know, politely ask us to move them. Like, we don't mind. We're nice people. We'll do it. And I was expecting some people to 
you know, chime in and be like, oh, like, fuck off, you know, like, follow the rules and stuff. But there was, like, four people that commented on it, like, agreeing with me and, like, standing with me, you know. And I was like, all right, well, not everybody can agree with me. So one of y'all did it, you know, because HOA sent us a picture of. Are you talking about, like, your group message? Or you put this on Facebook? Yeah, it's like a neighborhood Facebook page. Oh, oh, I got you. I got you. But, yeah, I mean, it. It got the complete opposite reaction of what I thought I was going to get. Yeah. And I was ready to go to war. I was ready to argue <laughs> with some people, and everybody stood with me. But we got another one today, so obviously not everybody's in agreement with me. We got to go more current events, though. The worst thing this week, we got to go more current events than y'all getting evicted. I mean, that's wor- I mean, yeah, if you get evicted, that's the worst personal thing. Yeah, but that happened today, so. You got to cut the grass, Justin. Well, we did. We, we Justin cut the grass. grass. But it's like, for, think, think for the listener, though. For the listener. Other than, I mean, realistically, if y'all get evicted, there's no listener who's like, fuck, Justin got evicted. It's like, we got to go more personal or uh, current events on, like, what's going on on, like, hot topics, I guess. There might be a couple out there that... I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are some people that... But, but yeah, it's like, at the end of the day, other than the people getting evicted, it's like, I mean, that would suck. But it sounds like y'all are doing shit that is worthy of getting evicted. Just Y'all got to cut y'all's grass. <laughs> um, all right. What well, was, uh, can't find the video. Uh, y'all have to look it up. Okay. <laughs> I found it, but I want to show a picture. Not. All right. What was the worst thing you saw this week? Um, oh, damn. Bubba Wallace wrecked Kyle Larson into the AM infield at <laughs> Las Vegas <laughs> Motor Speedway. I heard that, that was some bullshit, bro. I didn't see it. Were you watching? You no, still I watch? saw it. Oh, okay. So I saw still I still follow NASCAR. NASCAR. I don't always watch the races. <laughs> yeah, I saw they got into it a little bit. Um Well um it was like they were coming around the turn and Kyle Larson may have bumped them a little bit and kind of pushed them into the wall or like and then fucking Bubba Wallace just drove his ass into the infield, spun him <laughs> out. Then he jumps out the car and tries to attack him. Really? Yeah. And Kyle Larson was like trying not to fight. You know he can't like fight Bubba brother, Wallace. Yeah, yeah. That's the only person he can't fight. <laughs> and everybody knows why. Because he would probably get the shit kicked out of him. No, because he was caught saying the N word on that video game. Oh, that's Kyle Larson. <laughs> Kyle Larson was the one. <laughs> I forgot about that. Well, yeah, I thought you meant like I thought you were alluding to like. I mean that too. He is the smallest. He is the yeah. smallest NASCAR driver as well. I thought you meant he couldn't fight him because he's yeah, black. No. That's what I was tiptoeing around. I, I forgot like, bro, that. Bro, bro, I, I forgot that he was the one yeah. who said that. Yeah, he's got to like just let him kick the shit right. out of him, and then you're good. Eye for an eye. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I don't. I don't pay attention to it anymore. Those are the dark days. I try not to ever watch NASCAR again. Um, but yep. So episode 129. If you're listening on YouTube right now, hit the like button. But more importantly, hit the subscribe button. I think we're sitting at 93 subscribers, so seven more spots available. Top 100 subscribers are entered into a hundred dollar giveaway. All you have to do is be subscribed on YouTube. We will randomly pick somebody, and you'll get a free hundred dollars, a free hat, and a free shirt, both valued at thirty dollars a piece. It's a good deal because you literally don't have to do anything except listen to this show that keeps handing you out money hand over fist. So. Um, one thing <laughs> I, I, uh, I got to get better about that, that guy on, on, um, Instagram made me look inward and realize that I do <laughs> jump the fuck down people's throats. Um, but I mean, wh- let me preface it with saying, I don't give a fuck at the end of the day. Like 
But I understood what he was saying. I messaged him. I was like, you know what? Looking back at it, I was like, you're right. I always immediately, if you comment anything, like, that's not blatantly positive, I take it as disrespect. Yeah, so. well, it's like such a... um. I don't really care because I'm like, whatever, dude. No, yeah, and I shouldn't I shouldn't give a fuck. It was my one loss. Exactly. But that's what bugs the fuck <laughs> out of me. That's what and I said that. I, I I in the message that I sent to him, I was like, you know what? I was like looking back at it. Cause I, I don't I just fucking respond real quick. It's off the top. And then so it's like shoot first, ask questions last type of thing. I was like, you know what? Punishment didn't fit the crime. You're right. Cause I, I could have like misinterpreted it. I said, but like we've been doing this for four years now, so there's it's just something in this, like, I mean, it's a fucking career at this point with the amount of money that we're risking on it. But it's for some, it's a hobby. For some, it's whatever. There's just this, like, people love to point out when you get a pick wrong, but they fucking don't say a word. That's why I've made the joke, like, but I was serious. It's like, they'll chirp you when you get a fucking close pick wrong. But when Texas goes out and is a seven-point favorite and drops 50 on them, they don't say shit. Yeah. So it's like, why... You literally went five and one, but you had a TCU first half bet. So right as that's over, you come hop on and you go, oof. So immediately, like I said, I go from here to here. I go zero to a hundred. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's the thing I said. I was like, we like people like you. Y'all fucking don't say a goddamn word. And then as soon as opportunity presents itself, you want to go bring attention to the fact that we got a bet wrong. I fucking can't stand that. There's something, and it's just really, it's, it's just, it's not even just this. It's just society in general. People fucking can't handle being wrong or doing something yeah. that fails, so they love to point it out whenever somebody else does. This is something that, like, what we do makes you get accustomed to failure and losing. You have, you're not going to win every bet, so you have to get okay. Oh with yeah, it. and it's like you you could watch me on a live stream slam my fucking phone into the wall. Like we don't always handle it the best way, but it's like, why if you've never come hopped on and commented anything positive because there's been loads of opportunity to say, Hey, and people have, I said, I'll send you the messages when we have people who message us often that are like, y'all are fucking great. And this and that, and this isn't a stroke rub, like fucking stroke our own ego, um, segment or anything, but some people do say like, this is awesome. I appreciate y'all. We had a guy just the other day. So that, that listens. And we, I tell everybody, I appreciate the fuck out of everybody who takes time out of their day to listen to the podcast. And he's like, Oh, I was down X amount. Now I'm uh, now I'm on the way back up and it's all because of y'all. And I'm like, I appreciate it. Um, that we just do what we do cause we like to do it and whatever. But it's like, if you have never said anything, you, you, you fucking crawl. I think I said that in the message. I was like, you fucking slither back into your hole whenever shit's going well. But it's at the first sign of adversity, you want to come out and say like, Oh, you're wrong. It's like, go fuck yourself, dude. Yeah. I, I fucking can't stand that mentality and people like that. Like I like to see other people succeed. Like I like to see uh, it, it's kind of like with college basketball. I'll never forget it. Dante DiVincenzo. I, I've probably talked about this on this podcast before for Villanova has the best game of his life. Villanova wins the national championship. And before he could fucking even lift the trophy over his head, people went and searched up old tweets where he uses the N word, not hard R N word using rap lyrics on Twitter. And they're trying to fucking have mm-hmm. him canceled on the highest moment of his life. Why? He didn't do anything to you. There was nothing controversial about him in the media. Nothing happened other than the fact that he experienced something that people will never experience and had like the pinnacle of success. I mean, for college basketball, definitely. But that's accomplishing. You win a national championship and you're the best player on the court. You've accomplished more than 99% of everybody. So it's like 
he didn't do anything wrong other than the fact that he had success. So people wanted to go fucking bring him back down because they can't fucking, you're insecure. It just bugs me. It just, it really does. And, and we deal with it. Like I'm never one to like shy away from a comment, like guy on fucking TikTok, like saying some shit. I can't remember what he said exactly, but, um, I was talking about like the quarterback and he's like, sounds like the guy who, uh, played juco baseball and tells everybody how he could have went pro i'm like you got that impression by us talking about the starting quarterback of the saints huh juco fucking (laughs) baseball player um and then there was like a pick or something and he was like he's like what a shitty pick i was like your mother thought it was a great pick and i guess we both fucking lost it's like dude i'll fucking i hate people so much i swear like i really do and it's i gotta like tone it back from like set like ruthlessly going back because it's like they could go leave negative reviews mm-hmm. and shit but it's like you don't have anything that can i can go leave a, i wouldn't leave a negative review anyway <laughs> right. but you don't have shit because you're a low-life fucking piece of shit and you just want to go hate on other people's sh- other people's stuff like i just hate that mentality we're gonna get bets wrong like let's just get it out there right now i've gotten 50 percent of my bets wrong this year yeah but we're on the come up. So, and that will lead us into our recap. Um, but yeah, anyway, I apologize to the guy. So, you know what? Punishment didn't fit the crime, like I said. Um, but I, I don't give a fuck that much. Yeah. Now, usually I'm just like, whatever, dude. Yeah. Cause I'm like, well, it's like you didn't go, oof, you almost had it. If I been, if I, it would be different. It's cause I win mo- most of them. So it's like, <laughs> I don't really care. I guess if I was in a slump and I was like losing a lot of them then and then he goes, oof, I'd be like, oh, you're trying to kick me when I'm down, huh? That's the thing. Yeah. They always try to kick somebody. Yeah, well, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even my pick, but right. I guess I feel like, because like, like no, I, it happened to a previous post too, kind of. Yeah. And, um, it was just like, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just so weird. Um, because another another guy, it was what pick was it? It was one of you, like your first ones, and they got kind of they got kind of blown out. Um, but no, this one wasn't a comment on it. It was Vanderbilt. Yes, and uh, he messaged directly to the page with like okay. the crying, laughing face, and it's somebody who um, listens often and came to the golf tournament and all of that, and um, definitely supports big time. And he wasn't meaning it like maliciously. I think he was just like crying, laughing, face like Jesus Christ, they're getting fucked. And it's like since then, though, it was like I think you went on like a five game winning streak, and like that was like also the only loss that day. And it's just like the losses stick out in people's brains. It doesn't like you go five and one. The only thing that got a comment was TCU first half minus three. Yeah, that's annoying. And then I post a rhetorical fucking question. Of the four picks that you gave out on the podcast, and I go, four picks. I said, which one Which one didn't win money? And the guy goes, Wisconsin minus seven and a half. I'm like, motherfucker, dude. I was like, it was a rhetorical question on the four picks that he gave out. Why are you coming at me yeah. <laughs> about my was, wrong pick? He was like, I, yeah, he, he said, was. I just remember that was one of the picks somebody gave out. I'm like, yeah, I remember it too. <laughs> Thanks. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, that was kind of funny, but but all right. Anyway, uh, midweek Wednesday football. I can't stay away from it. I told y'all that UL plus ten and a half. They went outright. They went outright, pretty much going away by ten. 
the defense did what I thought they could against Marshall. It was pretty much stop the run. Quarterback's not going to beat you, or at least not going to beat you by 11. So, uh, But they went out right, started off really, really great. Uh, next game, West Virginia plus three and a half. This was bananas. This one had the blood pumping for sure. Uh, they went 43-40 to 40 in a game that Joseph had the over in this one, and it was a fucking a good bet. Yeah. It hit like halftime, basically. Uh, JT Daniels, that's what I said. I really like JT Daniels. West Virginia's defense is so goddamn bad. Thankfully, they got the scoop and score, which was fortunate. But, I mean, it is literally their defense is horrible. Bo- uh, 590 yards of offense for Baylor. The turnovers was really the difference in this one. Um, but JT Daniels, I've, I've been saying it. You, you kind of agreed. I feel comfortable. He makes some throws, dude. He's got really good arm talent. Really, really good arm talent. If his offensive line just gives him time. And then the running back. Um, they were without their starter, but it, it it didn't matter. What's his name? Mathis. is uh looks like baby Marshawn Lynch. Let's say, yeah, number 24. 22 carries, 163 yards, and two touchdowns. That dude runs hard. So West Virginia plus three and a half. They went out right by three. So back-to-back dogs to start off the week winning outright. Uh, Wisconsin, the aforementioned Wisconsin minus seven. They had an opportunity in this one. Graham Mertz is just not very good. He's just not. It fucking aggravates me so bad. They had a chance to, um, I think they might have been sitting at seven, but really the only points, uh, I can't even remember who they were playing off the top of my head. Um, the only points that the other team, the opposing team even got was because Graham Mertz either threw a pick six or was a pick inside the 20. Just handed them points. And then the defense for Wisconsin broke down there at the end. Texas minus 16. Another they, – they had their opportunities here, but this was another bad bet. Iowa State's defense is good. And Texas's defense really just kind of broke down. It went, went back to their old ways a little bit. Um, Michigan minus 6.5. We were both on it. It was our only agreement pick of the week, and they absolutely roll. The first half was wacky. If you had the first half spread, you are pissed. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about that. Because Michigan was dominating in the trenches, dominating every facet of the game except the turnover battle. Uh, A pick six, a fluke play off the helmet, and Penn State returns it for a touchdown. Michigan was up two at half, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think they were up two points at halftime. And then they come out and just trounce Penn State in the second half. They ran for, like, over 400 yards rushing. Uh, a, a typical Michigan game for what we're used to in the last couple weeks. I mean, last couple years from Michigan. Uh, and it was our only agreement pick of the week. We're now 8-1-2 and two in games that we are both on the same side in college football. That is damn good. Uh, Syracuse minus three, starting quarterback Leary out for NC State. Syracuse was dominating this football game if Schrader would stop fucking turning the ball over. And it was like ill-advised shot plays when they didn't need it. Like mm-hmm. first down, just take a shot down the sideline, underthrows it, and but with that being said, um, a key point for me in this one was that I felt like they wouldn't really be able – I felt like they would do a good job of moving the chains due to his ability to run. He had 16 carries for 81 yards. Um, Sean Tucker is a damn good running back. I like him. You, you talked about him, I think, whenever um, – you were on them against Purdue, correct? Yeah. So he, he's one of their best players far and away. But um, – Schrader did a good job moving the chains. Like I said, 16 carries, 81 yards. And he he can make good throws. He just makes these wacky fucking decisions sometimes. Uh, but nonetheless, they win 24-9, to nine, cover the three easily. Uh, Duke plus seven. This game was wild. Duke should have probably won this game outright against North Carolina. A, a 
strange uh, penalty takes a touchdown off the board for Duke. They settle for a field goal that they miss. Two-minute drill, North Carolina goes down and scores with seconds left, and they win the game. But we don't really give a fuck that much because Duke covered the seven. Florida State plus three and a half, another bad pick. I thought that they were going to show up a little bit more than they did. It's a little deceiving. They had more yards per play. They had um, – there was another stat that I was looking at that I liked that I I've, I feel like they played better than what the score indicated or had more opportunities, mm-hmm. but but – Regardless, that Clemson defense is really good. So Florida State plus three and a half, we lose there. But our lock of the week was USC and Utah over 63. Utah, this game was fucking crazy. Were you watching this? You yes. were, right? Yeah. Um, this was a damn good football game. Utah goes for two and wins on on basically the final play, 43 to 42. USC, not final play, USC had a chance, but couldn't get it done on the last drive. Um, but over 63, there was 85 points scored. So that's about as lock as a lock gets uh six and three for me my best week so far needed it back to 500 head above water you went five and one yeah the first play was in the iowa state texas game under 49 and a half for like the most part of this game this was like easy cruising and then in the end it kind of got hairy xavier hutchinson dropped what would have been a touchdown if for i don't even know why he jumped for it to be honest, that's like you just he dropped it, but still getting a little lucky. He could have just way. run underneath it and scored, but um, he didn't. So I won. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Michigan minus six and a half. This was exactly how I kind of thought it was going to go. I, I I remember just watching Penn State against Purdue, and I was like, maybe Penn State's run defense just isn't that good. Well, this was their first real test, and they sh- they got run all over. Arkansas, minus one and a half. This was kind of um, a situation where going into it, I thought Arkansas was going to have a lot of success running, and they did, but K.J. Jefferson did a lot throwing the ball as well. He ended up getting knocked out of the game at the end, but by that time it was already a big lead for Arkansas. Arkansas. um, It was his head again, right? Yeah, he got another concussion, I think. Hmm. Um, TCU was the game that I added. Did you touch on Tennessee? Yeah, I'm going to at the end. Okay. Um, This was the game that I added for the first half. This was a game I had in my notes when we recorded, but it was at three and a half at the time, and like I had three circled that I didn't want it to go over three. At the end, it turned out TCU won the game by three. Yeah, uh, so I was looking at what were they down at halftime? Um. I don't, it wasn't that I kind of quit watching I didn't early think it because was it close. wasn't. I had no chance to uh, cover the spread. Yeah, and then I look back. I think they won in overtime. Yeah. Yeah, it was like they come by back three. and win the fucking It kind of looked like at one point they were going to win by six or seven maybe. Yeah. But um, I think Oklahoma State ended up converting and, and tying it to go to another overtime. But um, Yeah, it was 24 to 13 at halftime. Yeah. Yeah. And they come back and win 43-40 to 40 in double overtime. Rice plus four. This was a really weird game because Rice quarterback is uh, not any good. <laughs> um, like but the they ball. ended up getting up early 14 to oh. nothing. I was surprised in the end of the game. FAU was really kind of controlling the whole second half. But they weren't really able to score a whole bunch of points. Um, uh, the biggest surprise here was that Rice didn't try to run it more later on in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they put the game into their quarterback's hands and it's the reason why they didn't win but they did cover so um 
Tennessee plus seven and a half. It's a game that I was really nervous about, especially kind of towards the end of the week. There were reports coming out that Bryce Young was just totally fine, and he it's one of the best games I've seen him play. I would compare it to the SEC championship against Georgia, that type of performance that Bryce Young played. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I really didn't get to – I watched the end, but I didn't get to watch. Oh, he was brilliant. I was flipping – I had too many games on that I was watching, um, but I was flipping back and forth. Um, but, yeah, I didn't get to really tune into it like I wanted to. Yeah, and this was like <clears> – so Alabama comes back after they get down early. It's the end of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And Tennessee's in control. Tennessee's the team that's going up by seven, then Alabama keeps tying it. Yeah. Tennessee, it's a tie game after Alabama ties it. Tennessee has a ball, and Hendon Hooker and their running back fumble the exchange, and it's a scoop and score for Alabama. Mm -hmm. So now Tennessee's down by seven. Well, Tennessee gets the ball, and they um, are driving on the field. They get it into the red zone, and it's like third and long or something, and they throw it to the end zone. Well, it looks like it's going to be an – it is an interception. Well, the cameraman – can't get his camera on the guy with the ball. I said, show me. He was running all the way down the field. There was like four minutes left. I'm mm. like, oh, man, I wish he would have just scored because then it's like it Tennessee could get the ball. It was Kool-Aid McKinstry, wasn't it? And they called a flag. Yeah, they called the interference call. Yeah, well, there was um, There's controversy actually, with that, huh? Yeah, but I don't think it was that controversial of a call. Yeah. Okay. To me, the most controversial call was earlier in the game Bama fans are fucking crying oh, so, so bitches, bad, dude. dude. I, and I keep commenting back and forth to it, but it's like it's like getting fucking line, dude. Y'all lose know. one time. They and said it was thrown late, which I couldn't tell because I swear when I mean the camera guy, like literally, didn't know what was going yeah. on. I saw that it was an interception because it kind of got tipped off of that the yeah. guy's hands, and then it was picked, and then he starts running on the sideline, and the camera guy's not following him. Yeah, and then they're like. The fans were so mean. Like there was one on Twitter. They're like this 16 year old kid that the fans were kicking him in the back of the legs as he was walking out and shit. But his dad is a Tennessee fan. So he's like, but my dad told me not to tell anybody because it would ruin the moment. I was like, so dad probably said, shut up, nerd. (laughs) Kicked him in the back of the leg. (laughs) But it's like, shut the fuck up. Quit crying, dude. Y'all lost a football game. It happens to all of us. It happens to y'all the least of anybody. Congratulations. But when it does, don't fucking cry about it all week. God damn. The fucking, the, the rain is over. It's coming to an end because if, if Milrose the future, that that regime is Saban's only getting older. His hair's only getting thinner. His time there, clock's ticking. Oh yeah, Milrow ain't the answer. No, I don't think so. But regardless, um, I mean a fucking crazy game. The kick got blocked too. Yeah, partially the game blocked. winning kick yeah. was partially. I thought when he kicked it. Well, somebody I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, it's short. I yeah. said it was short. Yeah. And then I look at the referees and he raises yeah. his hands. I said, well, because oh! you can see as soon as it gets kicked, it starts going like that slowly. Yeah. Um, somebody circled it and they're like, look at your best defensive player. Our best defensive player is celebrating the kick. He has his hands up like this. It's like, yeah, because he just saw it fucking get blocked. He thinks it's going to be short. He thinks, okay, we blocked the kick. It yeah. was uh, Andrew, Will Anderson. There's, there's a clip where he's turned around watching it and his hands are up, just like the Tennessee players. Clearly, I don't think he was the one who blocked it, but he might have been. Even if he was, it makes more sense. But regardless, he clearly saw the kick was blocked and thinks it's going to be short now and it's still live ball, or they would win, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, 
No, it was tied. It was tied. Okay, well then, still, still yeah. ball game. I mean, still game left to be played. I'm like, like, what do y'all think he fucking threw the game, or he's happy he lost? Like, shut the fuck up, dude. People are so stupid. People are really fucking annoying. But nonetheless, you go five and one, and you hit on your lock again, seven zero oh, and one. I mean, at this point, you got to be probably making more money doing this than working. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Like, seriously, though. No, no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Justin, you went two and three. Uh, you were, unfortunately, on the Baylor-West Virginia under. That was over in, like, the second quarter. Uh, UTSA minus 32. I think they had a chance. I was keeping an eye on it. Yeah, that one probably should have covered, but, I mean, like. Well, I don't know about should have covered. They won by 20, right? Well, yeah, but, I mean, I was watching it, and they just kind of took their foot off the gas <coughs> and. Well, that's, that's why that's why I said yeah, yeah, that's why I said the back door is always open with a game like that, and then late in the fourth quarter, if you're up four scores, you're yeah, you're taking everybody yeah. out. Frank Harris was out for the entirety of the fourth quarter. Uh, you were on Arkansas minus one with Nick. It was your lock of the week, um, so that was a good pick. Washington minus fourteen and a half. Would they win by ten? Yeah, Arizona scored uh, two late fourth quarter touchdowns, and that kind of fucked that up. Yeah, so that Washington offense, I feel like, kind of. It's fizzling out a little bit. I know they put up a lot of points on Arizona still, but I feel like that that hype train's kind of run its course. Uh, you were yeah. also on Michigan minus six and a half with me and Nick. Um, so overall, you went two and three. So our updated records after a very profitable week for me, six and three, that brings me to 31, 31, and three. We hit on the lock of the week, so that brings me to three, four, and one. We had some unlucky picks with the locks. We had a couple bad picks with the locks, but – clawing our way back we're sitting at 500 now currently nick went uh another five and one day 31 18 and three what's that like that's a near 65 percent yeah 63.3 uh seven oh and one in your locks i'm not great at math but that's better than 63 <laughs> percent uh and then justin two and three brings you to 18 and 22 three and five for your locks of the week joseph only had the one play it was the over in baylor west virginia uh he hit on that that brings him to 11 16 and one and five and three in his locks of the week um where is the here mark that Up, update his record for me just go back to the middle and then yeah update his because i'm gonna forget to do that um joseph's making a, a little comeback after a horrible start yeah so that's what we were telling him he sent me picks too he's got more picks this week than just uh the one apiece. so all right we look ahead to this is going to be a kind of a conservative week for me um i don't even know what yeah, is it kind of is for me too it's, but it, it could change college football week eight nfl week seven um I mean, just typically I'll have like borderline 10 plays. I got, yeah. five, I got five this week. Um, like we said, we're going to Arizona. So I didn't have that. I love middle of the week football, love Wednesday football, obviously, but there was nothing really stood out to me. I, I would just be doing it just because it's on and, and I, I don't really want to do that. We're back at 500. Uh, even though Georgia state app state, I was looking at it for a little while. I want to take app state. I'm not, I'm on it. Okay. Now we're talking. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll let you lead it off then. Wednesday football. Okay, yeah, look. Georgia State App Georgia State. Georgia State at App State. App State's 10-point favorites. I just think this is a game where Georgia State's defense isn't going to be able to get enough stops to keep it close. 
They give up 438 yards per game on defense. App State should have success running it, and I think that'll open up chances for explosives through the play-action game. Georgia State's defense can't get off the field on third down. They're allowing opponents to convert at 48% of the time. Just looking at App State's defense, everyone thought they were really, really bad, judging from the week one where it was 60 points scored by both teams in regulation. They really aren't that bad statistically. They only allow 3.4 yards per rush. I just think if they, even if they hold um, Georgia State a little bit, I don't think Granger is going to have, going to be able to do enough to uh, hang in there with scoring with App State. So I'm going with App State minus 10. I have, uh, I see nine and a half. I'll go with App State minus nine and a half. I'm on it as well. Um, I mean, that's the side I was leaning. So I was going to stay away, but sometimes signs get dropped right in your lap and you got to jump on them. So are you on anything? Wednesday? Are you on this game, Justin? I'm not, no. Are you on anything Thursday? I have a lock for Thursday. Okay, what about you? Um, No. I don't have anything Thursday. I don't have anything Friday. I have two on Friday. Two? <laughs> really? All right, go ahead. I'm only, one's my lock. So here's the first one. Tulsa minus 13 at Temple. I know that Temple is really bad. I don't know if Tulsa is good enough to be 13-point favorites. Tulsa has one of the worst rush defenses in the country, surrendering 240 rushing yards per game. Even though Temple doesn't run the ball well, I think that Tulsa's defense is enough to try to run it on them. Um, So... I just don't think that thir- – I think 13 is too many here. I think this is kind of going to be a weird game when Temple keeps it close. I'm going Temple plus 13. Alrighty. Um Yeah, I'm not touching anything on Friday. But we are going to have free time in Arizona. So <laughs> you never know. I may add something. Um, all right. I will go to my first Saturday game then. I am going to take a shot on – if I can find it, I might have passed it up. I have it written down, but I just want to make sure. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take a shot on the Cincinnati SMU over 59 and a half. It's looking like uh, Ben Bryant is possibly going to be out this game. He left with an injury in the previous game. If he's in or not, I still think the over. I think SMU can score points on Cincinnati's defense. Statistically, Cincinnati's defense is good on paper, but the only true test they faced this year was their lone loss to Arkansas. Um, We watched them nearly put up 500 yards of offense. Even with the question marks at quarterback, I still think, um, like I said, I still think that both sides will be able to move the ball. SMU's defense is not very good. And then this is just one of those. I feel like SMU is starting to click a little more offensively. So I'm going to take the over 59 and a half. It's not my lock, but I'm going to take a shot. I didn't love the board this week. Yeah, me either. There was one I had a question on. I'll see if y'all are on it, but then uh, I have a couple that I have questions on. Okay. Um, what is your first Saturday game? I only have one. Really? Yeah. So you have four. Four total. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, but yeah. What? There are some more that I'm looking at, but I just mm-hmm. didn't go uh, go ahead and pull the trigger on them. Okay. Um. All right, Justin. What's your first Saturday game? Uh, my first one's at two thirty. Uh, it's gonna be Northwestern and Maryland. Uh, Northwestern is one of the worst teams in the Big Ten right now, and are putting up sixteen points per game and about three hundred and twenty yards of total offense. 
And then it's likely that Baby Tua is not going to play on Maryland, and he is the bread and butter of Maryland's offense. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take the under at 52. Okay. Yeah, yeah he is a game-time decision, yeah. though. Knee, it's a knee injury, though. Okay, like what does that mean, though? Is he questionable, doubtful, or he's just – He's a game-time decision. Okay. Which could – in college, they don't disclose it as yeah, much. So it's you're just not like, required. You never to. know if he'll even. He might not even be dressed out. Yeah, um, I'm thinking that he doesn't play since Northwestern just not you, too good. But yeah, but this know. is a conference matchup. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, if he's if he's able to go, he's going to go. Yeah, I mean, what is he? He's a junior. Yeah, I mean, if he's if he's able to play, he's going to play. They're not going to sit due to like. Not for a conference matchup, at least. I wouldn't think. I don't know about you. Do you have anything on that game? What's the number? 13 52. and a half. 52? Yeah. Oh, oh, spread 13 and a half. I see. Okay, I see lower than that. Did you look today? Yeah, I locked that one in this morning. Okay, I see 50. It's 51 right now, yeah. I see 50 and a half. Um, yeah, you just wonder, Um, like, even if he does play, Maryland will probably score a little bit, but you wonder how much Northwestern is going to be able to do because yeah. they just haven't done it on anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, my next one, I'm looking at another Big Ten matchup, Minnesota-Penn State. Are you on it? No. All right, um, we just watched Penn State get brutalized by Michigan to the tune of 418 rushing yards. Uh, they got dominated in the trenches. Now the Nittany Lions are back home in Happy Valley. They get to take on Minnesota. Um, get right game, get back on track, except I'm not so sure if that is going to uh, be the case. Lee Corso, not so fast. Uh, I'm taking Minnesota plus five. I think that Minnesota's got a great rushing attack with Ibrahim. They've been kind of on the downtrend here. I think that this is a Penn State team that you. it seems like this would be the bounce-back spot. But five points feels like too many for me. Uh, Tanner Morgan has been playing like dog shit. Just don't fuck it up. Don't turn it over. Run the ball with Ibrahim. Michigan just showed you the way. Conference matchup. I think. Uh, I think this will be kind of a dogfight. So five points feels like too many. What are your thoughts? You think this is a um, bounce back spot for Penn State? I see you smirking. Let me think. Um, no. I wonder. I know they. I'm trying to think. I heard something. Oh, okay. Here we go. Minnesota played Illinois last week. Correct. I think that a lot of people are just saying Illinois' defense is just good. a lot, just really a really good defense. And they just, the performance from last week proved that. Yeah, I mean, the or problem the problem was Tanner Morgan through three picks. Yeah. And then they got dominated in time of possession. They averaged six yards a carry, though. Right. So that's what I'm saying. He just needs to be okay. I mean, he, he turned it over. Because Minnesota was six and a half point favorites in that game, but they ended up losing outright. Yeah, because of, uh, clearly because of those three interceptions. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I feel like this screams like the obvious choice is Penn State in a get right spot after Minnesota just had a bad loss. Um, Penn State just getting killed. Now they're going to be back home and fired up and blah blah blah. I think Minnesota keeps it close. Run the football. They struggled. They not not that Penn State struggles to stop the run. They just struggled to stop the run-up against probably the best rushing attack in college football. But 400 fucking yards is a lot. So I think um, I really like Ibrahim. And then even the backups, I can't remember his name. I'm drawing a blank. But 
They have they have guys yeah. that can run the football all, all throughout the roster. You were I mean you were big on them. You called them killing uh, Michigan State, right? Which isn't saying too much, but yeah. And Sean Clifford might not play either, huh? He got hurt last week. I don't know if I he was hurt see, or if yeah. he just got I think benched. He got benched. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I because I, I think I asked you about it. Yeah, I, I said where'd Clifford go? As far as I was concerned, it looked like he just got benched. Yeah, he was playing horrible, seven to nineteen, one hundred and twenty yards. Yeah. So yeah, give me give me Minnesota. Uh, but the, oh, that that was another thing that I said. Um, this is what Penn State does. They're notorious for really hot starts, and then they're notorious for streaks. Either they get they start off on a winning streak and then they lose their last five, or they start off on a losing streak and then they get hot towards the end. So this was their first loss. This could be the start of another downtrend, I guess, for for the Nittany Lions. So that's been the the popular theme under James Franklin. So um, yeah. doesn't mean that they'll lose, but I mean I could see them winning by a field goal. So I'll take I'll take the uh, Golden Gophers plus five. What is uh? What's your Saturday pick? Um, Saturday at 2.30, 20 ranked Texas, minus six at 11th ranked Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State dropped one against TCU last week in double overtime. Spencer Sanders is a little ding. He has an injury to his throwing shoulder. I just think the Oklahoma State defense here is like a serious issue. Texas, I think, will, like they did last week against Iowa State, they'll have a lot of success running it. Um, the key here is just finding points where they kind of struggled last week to find points from all the success that they have running. Um, I think they will, and I think yours is certainly capable of taking advantage of Oklahoma State secondary. So I'm going to roll with Texas minus six on the road. Okay. I thought about it, but I'm going to hold off. That defense, I want to. I, I want to see another. I want to see a better performance out of Texas's defense. Um, but if Spencer Sanders is out, I mean that's big. So. I don't think he's out, but he's um, banged up. You said, yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Justin. What's your next Saturday one? Uh, I have. This is gonna be my last one before my lock. Okay. Um, it's gonna be nine thirty game, San Diego State and Nevada. Um, both teams are averaging less than three hundred yards a game, and both are allowing less than thirty points a game. And I know it's very low, but there's definitely a reason for that. I'm talking about the over-under. And uh, it's going to be cold. It's going to be rainy. And these teams don't know how to score on the offense, both of them. So I'm going to take the under at 36-and-a-half. Okay. Um, San Diego State. And Nevada. Are you sure it's going to be rainy? Not 100%, but. Okay. Well, it's a little far <laughs> well you said it was going to be thunderstorming in fucking West Virginia and uh, oh yeah, the other one. It was perfect football weather. As of right, as of right now, it's going to be raining for Saturday. But no, I know. But like, are you up. looking at? Are you looking at the weather, man? Like the hour by hour? Or are you just looking at the logo? Because that's what we talked about on the last podcast. Whenever we uh, I looked at it, it was like hundred. It, it did say a hundred percent chance of rain, but it was yeah. at like three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. See, usually rain doesn't really. It's when you want to be concerned about with with the totals. Yeah. Because I fucking windy unders. Even snow. If it's not windy and it's snowing, it means nothing. Windy unders. Um. Okay. If I seen Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams just tear up the Tennessee Titans in the snow. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just letting you know from 5 p.m. on, there's no rain. There's rain at like 3. Be a little sloppy. I used to love San Diego. <laughs> it's State. a turf field. It's not, <laughs> not going to be sloppy. <laughs> I used to love San Diego State, but ever. Yeah, no, th- those days are long gone. Yeah. Um. All right. I have two more before my lock. Um, Washington and Cal. Um, Washington's seven-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against Cal. I am going to take a stab at the under 57-and-a-half here. I don't think that uh, – it looks like there's some sharp money coming in on Cal. I don't believe in Cal's offense at all because it's fucking horrible. But if Cal's going to have a chance, their defense is going to have to step up. I was leaning Cal with the points. I decided on the under 57 and a half. That Washington D, I mean, the Washington offense, I feel like they've, uh, I, I mentioned it earlier. I feel like they've kind of hit their peak, and then now it's just kind of, they're, they're going to come back down to earth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Panix Jr. is not going to keep lighting it up or anything like that. We saw them get basically run out of the building by UCLA. Cal, their offense is really, really bad. Uh, it's it just is so their their key to victory is to run the football, control the clock, and keep the ball out of the hands of Penix Jr. So if they're going to have any route to victory, that's the only one. So Cal plus seven and a half um, is just not anything I want to touch. Fifty seven and a half, I'm taking the under. Got anything? Um, no, yeah, I was looking at that game though. I just haven't got to see Cal yet this year, so I'm not really not that. Comfortable um, in taking them in that situation. All right. My last one before my lock, UCLA, UCLA and Oregon. This is going to be a fucking good game. Mm-hmm. This is a game that uh, I hope we get a chance to watch. We're going to be in the airport on Saturday. All right. Two statistically evenly matched teams. Bo Nix is quietly having a great season after the week one debacle with Georgia. Um, with that being said, though, I really fucking like UCLA. I'm taking the Bruins plus six and a half. Two mobile quarterbacks, two great rushing attacks, and two formidable defenses. Give me the Bruins getting six. These two teams stack up well. UCLA's better at moving the uh, moving the chains. They are all they're fourth in the nation on third down. Oregon's thirty two, so they're not bad themselves. But four is better than thirty two. DTR's ability with his legs is dynamic. Charbonnet's the best running back in this game. Uh, UCLA's defense is better than advertised. Six and a half just feels like too many. This is a close game. So so they're saying what on a. They're saying at home it'd be a pick 'em. Um for UCLA? Yeah. That's crazy. I or could. maybe even I don't know what people value their home field advantage. Well, it's typically two and a half, three points, I thought as well. Yeah, you. three points, but they don't really have that. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Um Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on this one? I feel like Yeah, it's definitely one I was looking at. But um Which side were you leaning? UCLA? Yeah, but I it's just UCLA's I can see Oregon winning. I can see it too. I can see it if it's it's up to Bo Nix if he can play. But I feel like this this UCLA team is good enough and the perfect team to keep play every team close, with the ability of DTR running the football and his quarterback ratings through the roof. His completion percentage is I I don't know if I wrote it down, but it's I mean really really fucking good. He's protecting the ball, making smart throws, but he's also taking shots down the field. But they're like, Kelly's fucking scheming. Like, Chip Kelly's 
his offense is doing very well getting guys open where it's it's shots downfield, but it's high percentage shots. Yeah. And then DTR's ability with his legs, I mean, it's so hard to get that. That's why they're fourth in the nation converting the chains. Because you got Charbonnet, who's averaging damn near seven yards a carry. He's keeping you in short down and distance. And then if something breaks down, the only thing is Oregon's linebackers. I really like their linebackers. Flow, and then you've got um, Sewell. They've got fast sideline to sideline linebackers. Yeah, that's what worries me. It's like I just feel like there's a better chance of um, Oregon slowing down UCLA's rushing attack than vice versa. Yeah. So that worried me a little bit, and then it's also just like how many how many good throws is Bo Nix going to make that are like – I don't know. This year, I still feel like Bo Nix is more likely it to give you It does feel the, like too many points. I feel like Bo Nix is more likely to give you the dud game. Yeah. And I also feel like he's also a mobile quarterback as well, but he's not as dynamic. He's not as electric on his feet as no, DTR. No, it's not no, even no close. Way. So, I don't know. They got guys over there. And they, I mean, USC just lost. This is a great chance for them to prove like we're the top team in LA and the best team in the Pac-12. Yeah. So, I'm taking the Bruins. It do, it just seems like too many. Sometimes the the games that seem like too many are too many. So, yeah. um but that is all I have other than my lock. So, we will uh Yeah, that Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, boy. Well, well, I was going to say with what you were going to say, but all right, locks of the week, most important <laughs> college football bets. I'll let you lead it off. All right, I'm going to Friday night football. UAB at Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky's two and a half point favorites. I'm a little bit worried about this one because I knew you were going to take this one. UAB has found a way to lose games that they shouldn't have. They would be undefeated if it weren't for stupid turnovers and penalties. Western Kentucky's rush defense is okay, but when they've played offenses that can run the ball. Above average, they struggle more. Um, UAB is certainly one of those teams. They average 244 rushing yards per game. So I do think UAB will have success running it. Um, And I think that's the reason why UAB has a good chance to pull the upset here. So I'm taking UAB plus two and a half. Yeah, you've been big on UAB this year. I'm always big. When you said you had a lock for Friday, I knew that's what it was going to be. I had a feeling. Um, All right, my lock of the week, BYU and Liberty. It's a BYU team that had sky-high expectations. Those are clearly gone now. I think this is a take-your-frustrations-out-on-Liberty type of game. Give me BYU minus 6.5. Liberty's 116th in the nation converting third down and 70th in the nation on first down. They will find themselves in unfavorable down and distance. Yes, they're 6-1, but outside of a decent UAB team that you just gave out as your lock of the week, who have they beat? Gardner-Webb, UMass, Akron. Old Dominion's not bad after just coming off of a fucking impressive win over Coastal. I didn't really see that. Not saying that they weren't able to win the game, but to win it by that wide of a margin. Uh, against Gardner-Webb, their most recent game was a one-point win. They were 1-12 on third down, turned the ball over three times, lost the time of possession battle, and averaged three-point yards per carry. I think this is a BYU team that has guys in that locker room that are going to bounce back. That, Like I said, they had sky-high expectations. You're not going to reach any of what they were hoping for, but I think they roll in this one. Jaron Hall needs to play better. I think he will. BYU minus 6.5 is my lock of the week. Yeah, that's interesting that you brought up um... – Liberty versus UAB because it's kind of coincides with my lock as well. That game, man, UAB rushed the ball for 250 yards. Mm-hmm. 
the lost. Um, they they fumbled it four times. Yeah, that, and a that, couple of them were like good. down there about to score. So it's like that's a thing. Yeah, I watch. I was on Liberty actually for that game, and it was like a game you felt kind of lucky that that it was it was even as close as it was. And Liberty won outright. Yeah, but. yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think this is just one of those. I don't think BYU throws in the towel because it's still BYU. You're not Alabama. You're not fucking Georgia. You, yeah, you weren't really coming in like we're winning a national championship. You've you've fallen short of your expectations. But I'm blanking on the coach's name. But I like the coach. I feel like he's a get the guys ready to roll type of coach. And I mean, Jaron Hall's been there long enough that I, I mean, he's not playing well. He needs to play better. But they I, were hanging in there with Arkansas for a while. Yeah, Arkansas pulled away towards the end. Yeah, and it's like. I should have been on that one too because I was thinking the same thing. It's like this is still the SEC. Yeah. Like people are falling short on Arkansas, thinking they're kind of falling back to earth, I guess. But this is still an SEC team that, and one of the best running, probably the best rushing team in the SEC. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think, like I said, I think this is a get right spot for BYU. So I like that pick. What? Um, I don't like that endorsement. I told I that's what we. <laughs> I said, I said, if you're not on it, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about it. Um. All right, what's your lock of the week? Um, okay, uh, going back to Thursday night football, um, Virginia and Georgia Tech. Both teams are coming off a bye, and Georgia Tech is coming off of an overtime win against Duke while Virginia is on a three-game losing streak. Uh, I don't think Virginia is as bad as their record indicates. They're putting up more than 515 yards a game and 35 points a game, while Georgia Tech is putting up a little over 365 yards a game. But I think what's going to be the big difference here in this game is that Virginia's converting nearly 47% of their third downs, while Georgia Tech's only converting 35% of their fourth down. I mean, third downs. Uh, I was going to say, that's damn good on fourth down. Yeah. Um, Armstrong isn't having a spectacular year, but I think this is going to be a good game to kind of bounce back and get some confidence here. So I think they get back on track here against Georgia Tech. So I'm going to take them plus three. You're taking Virginia plus three? Yeah. Yeah, and and actually, yeah, no, that wouldn't be that good on fourth down. I was thinking he's saying like they go for it that many, yeah. that percentage. Um, yeah, I was looking at this one. I kind of like Georgia Tech. I, I don't like it. I don't like the game or the spread, but as a team, they just always kind of play scrappy. And uh, Sims has been there for a while. I was obviously I watched him against Duke because I was on that one. Um, and yeah, I mean they pulled out a win, bad pick by Duke there towards the end, but. I don't know. It's still the same, same type of offense. It's a little more pass happy, I guess. A little more than what they used to be. They used to never fucking pass. But yeah, I don't. I don't have a strong enough lean on either side. So um, yeah, I just know Virginia is bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought you were just talking about Armstrong playing like shit. No. Did he not say that just like last huh? episode about Brendan Armstrong? Yeah, he's not playing like he was. I think he's we touched on it. Yeah. Well, I thought, weren't you on Virginia? There's been a couple episodes we talked about them, but... Um, yeah. I thought we just talked about this last episode. Were you on Virginia against Louisville? Mm, yeah. That was just last week. Was it last week or was it two weeks ago? It was two weeks ago. It was... Okay, it was the last game they played. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about him a little bit, but... I didn't watch the game. I thought y'all were both saying that he's, like, trash. And, yeah, we talked about it, and I said he used to be, like, kind of show flashes. Yeah. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, I haven't been paying attention to him. Um, but, all right. There's our college football picks for the week. Um, 
See if you can keep it rolling. Notoriously uh, or historically, I do very well on the Saints away game trips, record-wise betting. Uh-huh. When we were in Disney, I went like 7-0. and um, Or we were in Disney, but we were there for the Tampa game. But yeah, typically when we go when we go on the road, I do well. So this is the first year you're coming with us, so we'll see if... Yeah, we're going to be in the damn traveling for the whole damn day Saturday. I mean, not... Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but we're going to have a kind of a lengthy layover. Um, so we'll at least be... Not a length, a little bit of a length. Yeah, I really didn't like the card, so I kind of... Um, it's kind of a good week for it. Uh, but we'll have... Yeah. I mean, we'll have time to watch. and Well, also, too, I'll fucking pay for the Wi-Fi on the plane and watch on the plane. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, because I would, too... Um, no, like I will. You can. You can buy the Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's not too expensive. But is it good enough to stream a football game? Well, then they'll be giving me my money back. <laughs> if not, uh, I'll say I accidentally bought this. Um, all right, so we will move on to the NFL. That is our picks for college football. All right, recap. Thursday night, Commanders and Bears. Uh, all th- Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Let me give you Joseph's picks. Joseph has some more picks this week. He's not doing just the one and one. Joseph has taken Georgia State plus nine and a half on Wednesday. Um, so that'll be great. We'll watch that. Smart bet, huh? Um, he's on Texas minus six and a half, Purdue plus two and a half, and he's also on UCLA plus six. He's and on a half. Texas minus six and a half? Yeah. Are you sure you, you can't find six with this crazy? I did see six. Yeah, he always does this. Yeah, six. y'all can get six. It's six because it's six currently. Joseph's not a, uh, doesn't really shop for the best line. No, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's trying his best. But um yeah, so Georgia State plus nine and a half, Texas minus six, Purdue plus two and a half. And actually Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's correct. Purdue plus two and a half and UCLA plus six and a half. Okay, yeah, that Purdue game's an interesting one because it's like why, why aren't they favored, you know? Yeah. I know. And there's kinda I just feel like somebody knows something. This is gonna be if Purdue doesn't win, it's because of some funny funny things that happen like special team score or mm-hmm. a defensive score for Wisconsin. I just don't know if Wisconsin's going to be able to run the ball that effectively on Purdue. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Braylon Allen's fucking good though. Really good. They need to just run him wildcat. Yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of success when they do it. They really do need to just do that. But all right, NFL commanders plus one on Thursday night. We got lucky to get this one really, really fucking lucky. Uh, about four inches away from not not being lucky. The muff punt went our way. It was a whole fucking fuckload of things. And to be honest, it was perfect for me because I was watching West Virginia in a shootout. I didn't even watch this game. I just I tuned in here and there. Uh-huh. Uh, but another snooze fest of a Thursday night game, I didn't have to sit through it. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't so, miss much. Uh, Rams minus 10 and a half. It was close there. It was really close, actually. The Panthers couldn't do shit until the final drive. They marched down. Inside the ten yard line, batted ball interception. We go on, hold on to cover the spread. Bills minus two and a half. We were both on it. This was the revenge game for the Bills. I texted you. I I, I don't know if you saw it, but I said it feels it, they were like on their own twenty, and I was like it feels inevitable. Bills are going to march down, score. They're going to leave time for Patrick Mahomes, just like the scenario in the playoffs. But there's going to be more than thirteen seconds, and um and then we'll see what happens. So, but it, it felt like this is the like exactly what we said, the revenge game for the Bills. Mm-hmm. So it was your lock of the week. Should have been my lock of the week as well. But um, Cowboys plus five, we were both on it. 
they had a lot of they they started they had out so many opportunities. Yeah, they started out so bad. Yeah, and then they crawl back. They're inside the number, and I just had a feeling. I'm like, they stopped the Eagles three times in a row, and then now they're inside the number. It's like, can you stop them a fourth? And it's like, eh, I just had a feeling it wasn't yeah. gonna fucking happen. Cooper Rush played like shit. Mm-hmm. So, but um, and then Chargers minus five on Monday. Kind of a square pick. Um, definitely a square pick. I, I knew it going in. It, it's tough giving these picks out on Tuesday. You give the picks out on Tuesday, which the, the podcast will be out on Wednesday. But when it comes down to Monday night and you're like, mm, it's like you, you have more time to think on it throughout the week and like kind of dive into it a little bit more. That's why I texted you. I was like, the, the, it was kind of a bad pick. Broncos defense is too good. They're going to hang in there close. You, I would give my fucking, I would give my left arm for Pat Sertain. That dude is really, oh. really, really good. He is so smooth. Yeah. His fucking transition, his hips, the way he can turn his hips and fucking get in and out of shit. I'm like, dude, he is so good. His, like, technique is, like, flawless. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, yeah, Chargers minus five, lock of the week. We dropped that one. So, I went three and two um, and dropped the lock of the week. You went two and one. You're still going with your conservative three plays a week? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you go two and one every week, I think you went three and oh, two weeks in a row. So I haven't. Never mind. What? I'm not even gonna say it. You haven't had a negative week. You haven't gone one and two or worse. I've went one and one let's just and say one it. was the worst. Let's yeah, let's just say it. Well yeah, I mean you're fourteen three and one. I would have said Yeah, I haven't had, haven't had uh, a rough week yet. Yeah, I haven't had a week under fifty percent. I mean, realistically you're up thirteen uh twenty four if you're betting double on your locks, you're up over thirty units. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you if you bet more on your locks, you, I mean, record wise, you're you're up over thirty units. We're like two months in, so not very many other people are doing that. So, but two and one for you. Um, we were on the same Washington Bills and Cowboys. So in our agreement picks again, this is this is a critical thing to keep an eye on when you're listening to this podcast. If Nick and I are on the same bet. Odds are in your favor that you're going to find yourself at the window cashing a ticket. NFL were eight and three. College football eight one and two. So that is very good. Uh, Justin, you went two and one. You're taking Nick's approach. Um, you notice that? Yeah. He, he's trying to take a page out of your book now. Y'all are both going with the three, the three conservative plays. I mean, there's really just not that many games to choose from in the NFL. No, there is. Not as many as college football. Well, yeah, of course not. But you can find more than three plays if you wanted to. I'm not saying it, it's obviously working. <laughs> well, it's not working for him. Yeah, well, he's bet more than me, huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you were also on the Commanders. You made it your lock. That's why I said in, in real time. I don't know how the fuck you were felt comfortable <laughs> enough to make that a lock. but um, um, I hate this chair. Yeah, you you move. Stop moving. I always wonder who who it is. It's Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it does make a lot of noise though. I mean, you bought a cheap chair, dude. Somebody's been wearing this thing. Out. <laughs> oh yeah, I have. Boy, you fucking. It's on that side. The computer's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not fucking flip flopping chairs every time. I'm not wheeling. Them. There's no room to fucking move them around. Uh-oh. Um, you're on commanders plus one. It was your lock Rams minus 10 and a half. And then Ravens minus five. I texted Joseph. I said, eventually y'all are going to wake the fuck up and stop betting against the giants, dude. Dude. I was so pissed that I didn't 
I thought I wanted Giants. to so bad because five doesn't make any fucking sense. Literally, just like five doesn't make sense for the Chargers, five definitely doesn't make sense. The Giants are fucking good. Yeah, somebody's gonna wake up one day and go, you know what? Nick and Logan were right. We've been, I've been saying it for two years now. No, I was so mad because the Giants was the my third game I was looking at, and I kind of switched it out for the Cowboys last mm-hmm. second, and that's why I was kind of aggravated because. But I was scared. But then, then they went outright. It's like, I knew them Giants. Yeah, Saquon's fucking good. He could have had another fucking touchdown, too. Might have won me fantasy. But he decided to slide at the one and make the smart play. But anyway, Justin goes 2-1. and one. So I went 3-2, and two, brings me to 18-18. Or not just that, 18 and 18. 4-2 in my locks of the week. We're smooth sailing, even across the board. Clean slate, and we get to go ahead and attack the board this week. It feels good. I had to crawl crawl out of the depths of hell. You go two and one, brings you to 14, three and one, four and two in your locks of the week. Justin goes two and one, that brings him to 10, 14 and one, four and two in his locks of the week. And then Joseph went one, no, Joseph went 0 and one. That brings him to 14 and 13, and he is three and three in his locks of the week. So we look ahead. Again, if you're listening, on the YouTube channel, go ahead and hit subscribe. Top 100 subscribers will be entered into a free $100 for 100 subscriber giveaway. We randomly choose somebody to bless you with 100 bucks, a hat, a shirt, and all of Nick's fucking profitable bets, upwards of 30 units of profit. At this point, if you're not listening, I don't know why, and if you want to thank us, you tell a friend about the podcast and hit subscribe. And you thank us by hitting subscribe, which we in turn tell you thank you by possibly handing you $100. So, I don't know. It's a win-win-win, help-us-help-you type of situation. So, Thursday night, like I said, we're going out west. We're going to Arizona following this 2-4 and four fucking football team out to the desert. Saints just find fucking ways to lose games. Yeah. What are we... What... When are we going to go, you know what? Andy Dalton's not very good. Any word on the quarterback? Ours? Yeah. Or Kyler Murray, because there is a there is a uh I want to say a beta for Call of Duty that comes out <laughs> on Thursday. So he's gonna have his mind elsewhere. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be thinking about he can't wait to get done with yeah. this game God, so I he can play the real up. games. Yeah, I wish we could hurry up already. Like, <laughs> let's run the ball, coach. Um both are limited, Andy Dalton's Probably going to be the starter, if I had to guess. Can we talk about Andy fucking Dalton, dude? It bothers me. He sucks. He sucks. (laughs) Like, what are we talking about? There's people out there that said, if Jameis is healthy, that we should still go with Andy Dalton. Why? Tell Tell me why. I'm hoping it's Jameis. I'm hoping it's Jameis, too, even without the weapons. It doesn't matter. Go out, win a game. We put the fucking... That's why I said we can put this Red Rocket bullshit to bed, dude. There's people that want him to start over Jameis if both were healthy. Why? We're not winning shit with Andy Dalton. No. Andy Dalton is there in the event that your starter gets hurt. Can we can we wake the fuck up to the Jameis Winston narrative? Because it was, oh... Jameis Winston has all this tape on why he's not a good quarterback and why he should. He was on pace for 40-plus touchdowns and single-digit interceptions. 
Would he have hit that? I don't fucking know. Very possibly not. But all we can go by is the fact that he had, what, 14 touchdowns and three interceptions, and we were a third of the way through the season. Like, what are we talking about? That was with nobody. That was without Chris Olave. Yeah, no, the biggest thing was like, when we got the ball after Jamar Chase made two guys miss and scored a really long touchdown. Oh, God. I was like, put Jameis in here right here. Let's <laughs> win the second game. Yeah. Because no. you just, like, I just, when, it's like, man, you were like, we didn't have no any chance there. Fuck no. Not with Dalton. No. No, we settled for fucking four field goals inside the 20-yard line. Yeah, we rushed the ball like crazy. It's like. Just couldn't finish. No. Couldn't finish. Pete Carmichael is such a fucking conservative bitch, dude. Stop fucking settling for field goals inside the 20-yard line. Get aggressive. Go fucking put points on the board. Go put fucking points on the board. Because we we clearly want to rely on this defense. And and I'll put my hand up. I was wrong. I thought that the defense was going to be equally as good as it was last year, if not better. It's not. It is not. I've said it multiple times. Tyron Matthews in New Orleans, the Honey Badger, is not. He doesn't fucking even remotely try to tackle. And he's not ball hawking anything. Yeah, no, that's the thing, biggest thing. Like, I was telling my dad even before the game. I was like, yeah, man, he's just not that... Uh, he doesn't have that physical presence that he once had. Where no. he, like... And I guess you kind of understand it because he's older, so he can't really throw his body around as much. But it's like, man, at some point, you got to just... Put the shit on the line. Right. What are you here for? What it's are like, you here I for? I remember like when he was at LSU and then even younger in the league, man. Yeah, with the Cardinals. Coming downhill and yeah. like take a guy like if it was a flat route coming downhill, tackle for no game. Yeah. It's like that's yeah, not that, the player we see these these days. No, and like I, I'm biased towards the Jameis Andy Dalton argument a little bit because it was so just funny the narratives we were trying to paint for Andy Dalton. We were trying to pretend like he fucking that was the whole thing, that he carried the Bengals. He carried this lowly Bengals team to the playoffs. They were top 10 in the defense. All, all those those three years where they were really going back and forth with the Steelers and Antonio Brown, Vontez Burfecht, that's what I kept telling everybody. It's like all these people are, oh, Andy Dalton carried them. No, he fucking didn't. They <laughs> yeah. were a defensive football team, and that's what bugs me. Is they that, had zero playoff wins. Yeah. That's it. Bugged. That's why Marvin Lewis got, got fired. Hacked. Yeah, he, had, he made it to the playoffs a fuckload. Yeah. He never won. Yeah, and he, but he was there for like 20 years. That was the whole thing. It just bugs me. It's like we fucking spin these narratives to fit, or we spin we spin the shit to fit the narrative that we want. Mm-hmm. I, I had somebody, some dipshit on Facebook say, oh, you're the president of the Jameis fan club. No, you fucking moron. I know that, that Andy Dalton at quarterback gives us no hope. It, it, it gives us what we get right now, what we're experiencing. It, why would you not go with the guy that gives you the upside? You can go with Andy Dalton. You know what you're going to get. You're going to get, okay, the defense has to play great, and we're going to – he'll check it down to the running back. I give him that. If Jameis could implement that, and then you take the upside of what Jameis can also do, then we're fucking good to go. Jameis needs to improve. He's not exonerated of all, like, issues. But Andy Dalton, the the ceiling on Andy Dalton is fucking here. Jameis's ceiling is way higher. I'm rolling the dice with the guy that we fucking traded our next year's first round pick for Chris Olave. 
we obviously were confident with what we had in the locker mm-hmm. room and felt like we're going to add another piece to the offense and thinking we could go do something. We could so easily be four and two right now. Oh yeah, all so the games fucking, we lost are so close, and it's that's why I keep saying all the games are begging for a quarterback to take control and go win the game. You go win the fucking game. Jawan Johnson was wide open on a crossing route. I don't know if you saw it. I screenshotted it. Wide the fuck open. Hurst obviously gets beat, and Dalton gets sacked. But if he he had plenty of time, he was coming across. Nobody was over here. If he put it on him, but he's looking over. We needed three yards, or it was third and four. We and I and that was the first. We go three and out. When I'm like, okay, realistically, if we get two, maybe three first downs, we ice the game away. That was your one first down right there. Whole new fucking outlook. Whole, mm-hmm. whole new your chances of winning the game go up tremendously. That was the fucking knock on. on that was the knock on Jameis. That was why Andy Dalton was the better option was because he was not going to panic in the pocket and he was going to get it to the open guy. It was right in front of his fucking face. Give him the ball, dude. It just bugs me. Shahid was wide the fuck open, about to blow the top off the Superdome. First drive. Blows yeah, by him. Eli Apple and misses him by a fucking, by 10 yards. Not even in the vicinity. It it bugs the fuck out of me, dude. The Red Rocket shit. That motherfucker, that, that shit's been out of gas for years. Yeah, I never knew Andy Dalton to be any good. And now he's even worse than he ever was. Yeah, he had an incredible wide receiver that he could just throw it up to. A.J. Green in his prime was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. A.J. Green was damn good in his yeah. prime. Like, we can't. And it fucking drives me so nuts. I could put my head through the fucking wall. The reason why people ran with the Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton, is because he lit up the Texans' third-string fucking preseason <laughs> secondary, dude. Like, it was the Texans, not even a fucking good team, and their third string in preseason. The goalie went five for five and a touchdown. Okay, let's fucking start him. You fucking idiots. Aggravates the fuck out of me, dude. I hated Jameis Winston. I fucking hated Jameis. When he's poking Lattimore on the back of the helmet, I fucking hated him. I roasted him over the eat the W shit. But he comes in and he does all the right things. He's fucking a good locker room guy. He's fucking putting in the work. It's like with Brian Kelly. You want you want immediate success or get the fuck out. And that's just not the way it works. Yeah, what's up with that funny business? Idiots, dude. Idiots. He signed a 10-year... Now this is a whole nother rant. He signed a fucking 10-year contract. You want to get rid of him after one game. Yeah, just quick shout-out to um, Jaden Daniels. Six touchdowns. Jesus Christ. Puts and now himself we're f- in an elite company. We're favored against a top 10 team. Should they be top 10? Probably not, but they are. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you, though, how close everything is in the West. And, dude, that's a game I'm going to be keeping an eye on as much as my Texas bet when we land. Talking about LSU? Yeah. Because yeah. it's a 2.30 game. We'll be able to catch the end and yeah. see how it finishes out. I've I've already staked. I've already put my flag in the sand. He's We're going to be competing for a national championship within three years. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I'm so confident. In all these fucking idiots on a game that we lose on a blocked extra point. You think he just comes in and just... Oh, we're great now. Like, he just comes in, takes over a fucking program, and it's just oh, over overnight. We're great. Yeah. You fucking morons. But dude. it was just so good to see Daniels just throw it to your Sling guys. Sling the football. Fine booty. If it's 50-50, dude, yeah. that means our guys, with the guys yeah. we have, it's, it's not fucking 80-20. 70-30, yeah. 80-20. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's what 50-50 balls when you got a great receiver is not a 50-50 ball. Right. You take that chance. You take those percentages. Yeah. No, people aggravate me, dude. People don't know what they're fucking talking about, but everybody has an opinion. Yeah. Everybody wants thinks that their opinion should be said. Go start your own fucking podcast and go spew your dumbass opinion. Shit bugs me. All right. Thursday night, Saints Cardinals. Saints on the road. We'll be there. Row five, 50-yard line. Shout out Uncle Steve. Um, what are you looking at here? We have to pick it. I made it my lock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come back. Well, no. Well, I'll just give it out now. Go ahead. Well, y'all know what I'm going with. Well, I got even got to say. Yeah. Shit, bro. I'm showing up in the airport, <laughs> fucking decked out and everything. I might get my shoes shined. <laughs> oh, man. So you're taking the Saints plus one and a half. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping Winston's going to play. I don't know why he wouldn't. I don't. Is he still hurt? I don't know. I mean, that's also a little telling, too. Like, if he is. I feel like go. just last week, it, you got the answer there that everyone was wondering. Oh, yeah. Oh, you might on Dalton? Yeah. No, yeah, you got the fucking answer. Yeah, 100%. Um, this is a must win. Oh, yeah, you don't win this game. Season's over. Goodbye. Everybody knows that Kingsbury's on the way out. He gave up play calling. Well, he's, did he actually? He said he would. He okay. said he's, he's open to giving it up if it, mean, if it helps the team, which they're having issues over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I was the first one to talk about those yeah, issues. Yeah, you've been saying it. <laughs> I'm always. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you were the first one to say the Texans will win the Super Bowl. And I didn't know that their quarterback was um, concerned with other things. Yeah. Um, all right. So you're taking the Saints plus one and a half. I, I really would just rather take the under 44 and a half, but I'll take the Saints plus one and a half as well. So. Because it's like, I don't want to be like, Chris Olave, 80-yard touchdown. Fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll take the Saints plus one and a half. All right, Justin, what are you taking? I I have the Saints plus one and a half as well. I had the under written out earlier this morning. I scratched it out. So, I definitely get what you're saying. All righty. Um, all right, so no surprise there. Nobody's on the Cardinals. We'll be at the game. Look for us, row five. Um, Sunday. Saints sideline? Yes. Saints sideline, row I five. I might walk my happy ass around the circle and go to the Cardinals sideline. Oh, yeah. To howl at Kingsbury. <laughs> we could get there a little early. Yeah. Start yelling at him. Uh, That's how we win our bets. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, un the games I'm undefeated. I'm undefeated in that category. Ex Grant Wells. Grant we Wells with him. Marshall. Um, and then I, Kellen Mond's career was never the same. There's a lot of people that are new to this podcast that, that don't know, but 2019, the first year, I got to find those videos. I still have them on the field for the A&M game. I remember I told my stepdad, I was like, I was like, all right, I got to, I got to yell it. Cause I said it on the podcast. I was like, I'm going to, I said, I'm going to be on the field. I'm going to get in uh Kellen Mond's head. Yeah. And so I told him as we're walking through the tunnel, I was like, all right, I got to, I'm going to be yelling at Kellen Mond. And he's like laughing. He's like, he's like, yeah, okay. Like he didn't think I was serious. And we just so happened to like, right as we walk out of the tunnel he is right the fuck there and i just was like it's kind of like if i don't do it right now i'm not gonna do it i was just screaming loud as fuck like everybody's looking 
And I was saying some dumb shit. I was like, 11 ain't number two. I was like, you'll never be Johnny Manziel. <laughs> I was just screaming it. And then um, the tall dude, their tall receiver, number 13. Yeah. I was like, you'll never fucking be Mike Evans. I <laughs> forgot his name. Roger. No. Roger. Was it something? It was something Rogers, I think. Yeah. Uh, he had dreads, tall, skinny. It wasn't Will Rogers. No, hell no. I said, but I was screaming at, and he's like, took his helmet off and started walking over. I was like, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) My stepdad was like dying laughing. And, but he was like, oh my God. He was like, he said, okay, okay, okay. He he was saying like, all right, relax. Dude, I was screaming. I I think I told Calamon, I said, what did I say? I said, you're throwing three interceptions tonight or four. It was one of them. It was either three or four. And I called it. He threw that exact number of interceptions ever since then. He's never, dude, he's never been the same. What's he doing now? I think he's with the Vikings. He was at least. Yeah, he is. Um, I got to find those videos. I got to repost them because that was. Those are hilarious. That was, I mean, dude. I don't know. I kind of sound like a jackass. But, <laughs> but I said I was going to do it. And it was so like, you got to put yourself in my shoes, though, because I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to do it. We'll have to go find him. And we walk out of the tunnel. And he is like, I could almost touch him. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck. And immediately, like the security guard was escorting us. And as soon as my feet touch the grass, I'm just screaming. He was probably like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, Dude, you're just crushing. Yeah. I was like, oh, again. yeah, thank you, sir. And then I'm like, oh, you'll never be Johnny Manziel. <laughs> <laughs> all the things y'all told me not to do, I'm about to do them. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. What's your first Sunday pick? Um, you go on the conservative <laughs> three again, huh? Yeah. Okay. So that's what I've been looking at. Russell Wilson has a hamstring thing going on. They're saying it could potentially be significant. They got an MRI and they say he's day to day. Oh, did they? Yes. So, what so is, they must have avoided some Tom Polisro or somebody said that they think it could be significant. So I who's guess the I, backup? But, but that was that was earlier. I don't even know. I have no idea. It is Brett Ripian. Yeah, not not good. Okay. And the Jets are not bad. Yeah, I was thinking about taking the Broncos right there. I feel like he probably goes. They they paid him way too much damn money, but they paid him so much money that you, you know don't it could risk. just be like, you know, the the GMs like just sit out. We're getting rid of this, this Joker. <laughs> yeah, the coach meaning. Oh, oh, oh! You just sit out, <laughs> play hurt. Yeah, this season goes to shit. We'll get rid of this Joker. We'll get somebody. We'll yeah. get um Sean Payton for you. You never know. He's probably going to the Chargers. That's why I'm like, dude, whatever. Take him. Give us just. And what about the Chargers coach? Drop the picks at the door. Zach Taylor. No, no, no. That's Cincy. Um, What's his name? Staley? Yeah, I mean, aren't I they playing well? Is. Their offense is not doing well. But they would fire they, their coach. Even they are 4-2, and two, but they're 4-2, they're and two, but their offense is not good. Wasn't Peyton at the Chargers game? Yeah, he was. Sitting in this little suite. Um. No, yeah, they're they're four and two, but their offense has been very lackluster in comparison to like expectations. Yeah, they're only averaging three hundred and eighty yards of offense. For comparison, the Seahawks are averaging three hundred and seventy four. But I mean, it, well, yeah, they they, they don't go. score that much. Is their problem? They and that was a problem from last year. Is that they would move the ball up and down the field, but they couldn't ever finish. That's a representation of the quarterback, in my opinion. I mean, I said I staked that claim too as well. I think Justin Herbert's going to be a really good quarterback for a long time, which is what he's trending on doing. But I said I literally said I was like, I think he's going to be Philip Rivers. He's going to be a good regular season quarterback. He's never really going to do much 
in the postseason. But, all right, Justin, what is your first Sunday game? Uh, my first Sunday one is taking Green Bay minus five and a half. Kind of a funky number, but uh, taking them against the Commanders. Um, Heineke's playing for the Commanders. And I like Heineke, but I don't think he gets the job done against the Packers. And Packers are – they did just lose, right? To the, yeah. Um, they lost. I forgot who they played. But, uh, the Jets. Yeah, but I think they get it done here. Minus five and a half. I like Heineke a lot, actually. I think I'm <laughs> yeah. taking the Commanders, to be quite honest. Um, this is one of those too many points for an NFL game, in my opinion. I mean, really, what has the Packers offense showed us? Yeah, nothing. They're, it's something that you wonder if they'll ever – I don't know. I think Rodgers is just one of those quarterbacks that um, throws it with an attitude, you know? What is, not, I mean, what is, what is that? What is, what is the point you're making? Like he fucking throws it at his guys and is like, like he hates them. Yeah, like catch it, bitch. Catch yeah, catch try that. to catch this. It's kind of a hard catch, but <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to make it. Yeah, five yard out route. I'm gonna put some heat on this one. Catch it, you little pussy. Yeah. And when he doesn't, he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. He's he's not trying to win. He's trying to prove like that that they're that he's the alpha. Right. Y'all can't catch this fastball. Um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think at home, I'm, dude, Heineke, this might be the, the game where he takes over and then they say, you know what, Carson Wentz, you're not doing that great, actually. We'll let you rehab your finger. Heineke takes over. on it. I mean, didn't he He nearly beat um, Tampa in the playoffs that one year. Yeah. He's got spunk. Yeah, he does. He'll provide a spark. Five and a half feels like too many. He might be better than Wentz. Yeah, he probably is. Five and a half feels like too many for a Packers team that hasn't shown us very much on offense. So, like, like let's just be honest. Stop the run. They don't. They've got young receivers. Back door will be open. Five and a half points at home. I like it. What uh? What are you taking? Um. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the Broncos out for now, and I'm gonna add the Commanders plus five and a half. Just pile it on, Justin. <laughs> you took it too, Logan? Well, yeah, that was, I took it, yeah. Because I'm wondering about Wilson now, did. and I don't want to bet on them without Wilson. Even though that would be funny if the backup comes in and then the offense is just fucking humming like a well-oiled engine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Jersey Jerry, that guy's a clown. Did you see what he said about Russell Wilson? No, what did he say? So he put, um, he lost his money. He put a, because uh, <laughs> he always loses. Yeah. But uh, he was betting against the Broncos, basically. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I guess he lost a mega bet on the Broncos earlier that mm-hmm. year. And he was like, yeah, I hope, uh, he goes, I hope Sierra fucks future again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude's an idiot. Um, he is funny though. All right. What do you think about the Chiefs? I'm on, on them. Me too. I the ni- I respect the I respect the fuck out of the Niners defense. Let me just start with that. Um I think that their defense is really good when fully healthy. Is Bosa back or no? Um I don't know. Regardless, I'm taking the Chiefs minus three. But I think the key here is just like 
I know the um, 49ers always find ways to get, you know, Samuel involved. And then, but still, dude, just lacking that running back, that like go to guy. No, I mean, I said, I said going into it, when they paid, I said before the season, because Bam drafted Debo, I think, in one of the leagues. And I told him, I was like, dude, they're not going to use him like they did. They paid him too much money now. They can't afford to, when you're, pl- when you're taking, 15 snaps at running back, lining up out wide, all the rest of the snaps, taking shit out the slot, line, doing all, all all the shit that he was doing, wildcat, jet sweeps. It's like you're just way more likely to get hurt. He's yeah. They have too much money tied up in him now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like they have decent running backs, but not without Elijah Mitchell. They really don't have that guy they can – what they need to do for that offense to be the best that it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. I'm on that one as well. Okay. Um. So you have one more. That's or it. that's your third. All right. How many more do you have? I just have my lock. Okay. Oh wait. What's your lock? <laughs> oh, it's the Saints plus one and a half. Oh right, 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 right. Okay. Okay. I was like, wait, you didn't <laughs> say it, but I forgot you did. All right, Justin. What is your lock of the week? Uh, my lock of the week is. Taking the Jaguars minus three against the Giants. I know the Giants is y'all's team, but uh, I do like the Jaguars. Um, they're on a three-game losing streak actually right now, but that's good. Yeah, I mean, but I don't. They're they don't indicate their record right now. I I do like this Jaguars team. I think Trevor Lawrence is playing really well. Um, everybody else is playing well. Christian Kirk's having a good year. Their defense is playing pretty good as well. So I think they're going to slow down the, the Giants team and. Stop this momentum that they have going. I'm not on the Giants, but one day y'all will learn. Um, they scored six points against Houston. So, uh, My lock of the week, I'm taking the Steelers plus seven against the Dolphins. Is P- Kenny Pickett playing? I believe so. There was apparently an incident at a halftime between um, Deontay Johnson and Trubisky. And then Pickett was the starter from there. Or not the starter, but Pickett came in and took over from there. Um, but he got knocked out last week. Yes, but I'm pretty sure he's back. Let me see. Hold well, on. Trubisky's the one that came in and helped them win yeah, against yeah. Tampa Bay. Yeah, but they said that there was an issue. Um, yeah, that's right. I'm getting it backwards. But there was an issue between Deontay Johnson and Trubisky. So. Yeah, that's not surprising because his receivers have been little bitches all along. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Deontay Johnson's not worth the preseason hype that he got. So, But, yeah, it feels like too many. Two is back. I get it. And they're going to be all blah, rah, rah, rah. Two is back. I'm going to take the seven with the Steelers. I, I like the defense, obviously. I know they're not playing as well as they typically do, but I just feel like this is a Dolphins team that, was kind of I just don't believe in Tua all that much and then he's coming back now from all of this I'm gonna t- it's too many points for me I'm yeah t- I don't know it was like I just remember seeing those stat lines from the receivers last week Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle yeah and then they had Bridgewater doing that it's like I think Tua is certainly more capable than Bridgewater at like no yeah at they- least pushing the ball downfield and having a more explosive offense but no, they are. They definitely are. Um, this could be another one of them square bets that I just had last week. But um, but no, this was one I was kind of looking at because I was like, seven yeah. is kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, for a Steelers defense that just held It's like on. the Steelers haven't been able to run the ball. It's like... Yeah, that was another thing, too. It's like, what happened to Najee Harris? Right. When is yeah. that When is that coming back? I still feel like if Kenny Pickett does play, like, they're still going to have the juice behind him a little bit with the, okay, this is our guy going forward. Like, can you show us something type of thing? He's questionable to play, but... Yeah, I think it was ahead. I think Teron Armstead may still be out for the Dolphins, so that's big, especially with Tua coming back from his shit. So, although he is a lefty, so if you're a left-handed quarterback, would you say, I mean, the right tackle is more important than the left tackle? Yeah, I don't like left-handed quarterbacks that much. Why? Because the ball spins the other way. Yeah, it's harder for the receivers to catch that. <laughs> um. Steelers plus seven, lock of the week. To recap my picks, Thursday I'm taking the Saints plus one and a half. I'm on the Commanders plus five and a half, the Chiefs minus three, and the Steelers plus seven. So I'm on all three of your picks again. Yep. All righty. Saints plus one and a half, Chiefs minus three, and Commanders plus five and a half. Justin? Thursday night, Saints plus one and a half against the Cardinals, Packers minus five and a half against the Commanders, Chiefs minus three against the 49ers, and lock of the week is Jaguars minus three against the Giants. Already there you go. That's our NFL picks. Um, Nick's going to look to stay ultra profitable again. And undefeated on Thursday night. And undefeated on Thursday night. That is true. God willing. I don't know. What am I? Four and five, five and four, something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, we will be there. Again, if you want to thank the podcast, one, subscribe on YouTube, two, tell a friend about the podcast, and uh, – just really that spread the word. We appreciate it. Top three this week, top three movie horror movie characters of all time. Halloween right around the corner. Do you have your list? Yes. I'll let you go first. Um, Scariest. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or best. I mean, I feel like those kind of <laughs> go coincide together. All right. Anyway, my list is already made regardless, but um, that Jeepers Creepers, the thing. Yeah. What is it called? The creeper? It is um with the wings and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're in the bus and yeah. I remember watching it. The, the, so the only thing with that one for me was that you never really got like a great look at it. Until the end where yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. And it they, is, they have him hanging in the barn and yeah, shit. It is freaky. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of those like the movie's probably trash. I haven't seen it in a long time, but like the character is definitely freaky. Yeah. Um I don't remember what they call it though. I think just Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. All right, that's three? Yeah. Okay. Um, Two, Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. And then number one, it's going to be a lot of people's number ones out there, Freddy Krueger. Okay, so we'll go through the list, and then we'll we'll, we'll go through everybody's list, um, and then we'll touch on it because I got I got <laughs> Freddy Krueger. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Uh, Freddy Krueger's the GOAT. Uh, we'll talk about it. All right, so my three, it's going to be a little different. Um, nobody else will have it, but my three is Hannibal Lecter. You ever seen Silence of the Lambs? Um, Perhaps. It's like a really good movie. Like it's, it's, I've seen the beginning, maybe. What? <laughs> what do you mean? I might have... I don't know. Do you know the, per the premise? Um, I know what it. I it's know like that a, he, it's a great movie for one. Like I recommend everyone to watch it. It's, it's not, not a like scary movie. 
Well, no, it is, but it's not like a shitty fucking Nightmare on Elm Street bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's not a poorly fucking done, horrible acting oh, come movie. Come Freddy was good, dude. It's about, so Hannibal Lecter is, I mean, for me, like, the closest comparison is Jeffrey Dahmer. He's a cannibal, uh, but he's, like, ultra fucking smart. Uh, he ends up going to jail, and a detective is, like, searching for... The other person was Wild Bill is what they called him. He was like ski, like a fucking taking girls and like skinning them and shit. Okay, putting yeah. Putting skin on them. So I've seen parts of this movie. So the detective is using Hannibal Lecter to catch, catch Yeah, but then he, Hannibal Lecter ends up escaping and gets out by fucking, he's like in the elevator and then kills one of the security guards and cuts his face off and puts it over his face and leaves with his face. And like that's how he gets out. Um and he's eating people. And there's one scene. It was Ray Liotta, the actor who just died from Goodfellas. He's in the movie. He's one of, he's Clarice's coworker at like the, whatever, DA, wherever the fuck they work, the, the detective's office. And uh, he's an asshole. Well, he's at Hannibal Lecter's house as a dinner guest, except he's like cooking him, I guess. And he's got like this part where, he cut the top of his head. And so he's sitting there talking to Clarice, the woman, but he's, you can tell he's like, he's like hanging on by a thread. Cause he's had his scalp fucking literally cut open and his brain is exposed. Like it ends up like peeling back and his brain's exposed and he's like being tortured by him. It was freaky as fuck, um, <laughs> but uh, rest in peace to Ray Liotta. But um, so yeah, he's three for me. He, but that's a fucking great movie too. But number two is Michael Myers. And then, so I guess I also took into account, like, like how dangerous or like, like the level of like the best one too. like movie quality of movie I took into account, but also like my number one for me is like level of how scary it was, but also how like tough it would be to kill, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my number one was Jason though. So, uh, for, you didn't see Freddy versus Jason. Oh, I did. Who won? It's been a long time, but Jason hops out the water. Yeah. It was kind of confusing on who won. <laughs> well, I think, okay, well, we'll get on. Justin, what's your top three? <laughs> My number three is, is Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, then number two is, uh, Pennywise. Okay. And then number one is, uh, I don't know his name. I, I think it's, uh, it's Jigsaw, the little clown that rides around on the bike. Oh, from Saw. Saw, Saw yeah. movies. Yeah. Oh, that is uh, underrated. Yeah. Well, he one. was an actual person, though. Like, they're, they're, like in the movies, they show it like he's an old man. Old man. Yeah. Um, I never really fucked with the Saw movies. There were so many of them. There was one movie that made fun of it. Which one was Yeah, it? Scary Movie. Yeah, with Shaq. Yeah, yeah. He's cutting <laughs> he his got, leg he's off. He's got to make a with free Dr. throw Phil, or some shit. With Dr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Scary Movies were funny, dude. The Scary Movies were really funny, actually. Um, All right, so Freddy Krueger was so fucking corny to me. It's an old fucking dusty pedophile with knives on his hands. Yeah, I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes and fucks with you in your dreams but it's like once you figure out he doesn't like fire light a torch yeah but um Keep what's his name doesn't him. like water yeah but you can't just 
I mean, what are you going to do? Keep a bottle of water like he's a cat? <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking spray bottle? Um, yeah, I guess maybe Michael Myers should have been one. Well, that Jeepers, one, that's Creepers another one. Too. I, yeah, I mean, I can break down all... Like, Michael Myers, it's like... It, it It's one of those, like, he moves so slow, but he always catches you. It's like... It's like in your dreams when you try yeah, to run. Yeah, you can you run, run, but slow. you can't hide. But it's like, if he's really moving that slow, I'm probably getting away. Yeah, but if you're nervous, you might trip. And it's like, he's also not very effective. Jamie Lee Curtis has been alive for decades. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't really know. Um, I haven't seen these movies in so long. But I do remember seeing Freddy versus Jason. And yeah. at the end, I was like, wait. Who the fuck was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, well, because he goes into the water, and you thought, but then he pops yeah. up at the end. Yeah, so it's like, oh, he's not dead. And it's like, okay, we just... It's like it's like Peter Griffin and the chicken. Yeah. They just fight nonstop. Um, but Jason's kind of... Like, Jason's fast as fuck. he got a machete. He's big. He's fucking... Yeah. He's, he's big size. You put them in a ring in a sanctioned fight, he's taking Freddy to the fucking cleaners. Shit. Size Not wise. If he sleeps. <laughs> yeah. He never <laughs> sleeps. He's dead. That's a, and yeah. that's a, that's the thing. It's like, are they dead? I think they're dead. I don't, I don't understand. They're dead. Michael Myers has been, but that's what I'm saying. Michael Myers is not effect. He's not efficient at what he does. He's been trying to kill his sister for fucking decades. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis is old as dirt. There's a new one that just came out. Yeah. The new Halloween. Yeah. But it's like the same shit. It's got to be. You saw it? No. I don't really fuck with scary movies all that much. Yeah, I don't either. Like, I'm not picking one as, oh, movie night. Let's watch fucking yeah. this yeah. guy get brutally murdered. Like, I'll, I'd rather watch the fucking comedy or something. Like, yeah. Or like a good TV show. Um, I'd rather watch Ball State. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's the main thing. That's what takes up all my fucking time. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Freddie, he... He's a gardener, and then he like is fucking raping all these kids. Yeah, and, but the and he, he get him getting burned them. and shit. Yeah, like the little backstories. I like that weird shit. Well, yeah, when they go into like the past and yeah, happened. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of people do because it gives you that like insight to what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's he he's just like an old fucking. Idiot, like just an old fucking burnt up dude with knives on his fingers. Like, you fight me in the daylight, I'm not that worried. Yeah, but oh yeah, you got a fucking you. Got, he's kind of he's scream. kind of a bitch. Scream should have been somebody. He's dude. kind of a bitch though. You wait until we fall asleep. Nah, uh, let's fucking let's go at this like like men. <laughs> You're gonna catch me when I'm sleeping. They all get you at night. Yeah, but at night versus sleeping though. Yeah, it's different. In my dreams? Yeah, but it makes people tormented to sleep. Well, no, yeah, it makes them, yeah, they're taking pills and shit. Yeah. And they're getting strung out. Um, But he's a coward. Jason will just come straight up to you. All up in your shit with a machete and cut your fucking head off. Yeah, I'll have to rewatch that. With the hockey mask? To um interpret that ending one more time. I mean, the hockey mask is way more iconic than... The striped fucking shit, shirt. son. Come on, you put them paper fingers on. Everybody knows you. <laughs> you dressed up as him for Halloween. <laughs> you probably dressed up as Halloween uh. as Freddy Krueger. That's what it is. You got sentimental value. Um, let's get a quick little update on this MLB score here. 
It is. One nothing. Phillies are winning, man. Straight to the fucking bank, baby. Bottom of the fifth. Bottom of the fifth. Stay alive. Survive in advance. It's going to be a Phillies-Yankees World Series. And I'm going to just laugh straight to the bank. I'm going to hedge it. I'll make $1,000. And I'll fucking wipe my hands clean and say I got one back on baseball. Who's the what? The penny what? Pennywise. That's it. That's a big clown. Let's go in on that. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. That fucking clown is a bitch, dude. Dude. I watched five minutes of it, and I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. He could play middle linebacker on any NFL team right no, now. No, dude. He's when that not kid big. went up to the little what? drain. I thought he's like six eight. I thought he's Shit. Oh, okay. It, no, yeah. He's like he also like shapeshifts and all of that. It's like he's like an alien for one. I hated it. I only watched Have their, you ever seen the first one? No. Like the original? I watched that new one that came out not that long ago. Yeah. Five minutes. And, okay. It, it's way better than the original, let me put it that way. The original is um What's his name? Tim Burton, I think. The he's the um I'm sure I'll get roasted. He's probably in much more notable movies, but he's the bell or the fucking desk guy. Have you seen Home Alone 2 Lost in New York? Yeah. I was about to say please tell me you've seen uh, Home Alone. Oh, the curly-headed guy? Not Rob Schneider, friend? but he's the guy working at the hotel that calls the police and gets Kevin in trouble. The guy who runs into the hotel room when he like when he mimics the scene where the he's playing it on the TV, but it sounds like somebody shooting the machine gun. It's that guy, the main guy that works at the hotel that gets him in trouble. He plays it in the original, and it's fucking horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, like, well, the first, I mean, this new one, dude. So it starts off, and then the kid goes by the drain, and yeah. then there's a clown who's Bites his fucking, fucking arm off. He's creepy, but it's like, why was the kid? Yeah. Why? What, what type of kid, kid is like, go, oh, <laughs> hey, what's that? With <laughs> the glowing eyes and shit yeah. and fucking big ass teeth. Yeah. He's like, hey, you want to come down the here? Toys just, the toys just by the drain and they lost the kid. Yeah, the boat. And then I quit. I was like, this is fucking stupid. Dude. <laughs> you got scared. No, I said, <laughs> fuck this shit. This is dumb. Well, he's like, I mean, yeah. It's like, good God, can you fucking teach your kids? Like, hey, if somebody's in the sewer drain, don't go there. Don't, like, stay the fuck away. I don't care how old you are. He was probably like five. Stay the fuck away from the sewer. If anybody's in the sewer, they're bad news. Right. Except for the Ninja Turtle. And then he bites his arm in half. Like, that kid got a fucking rude awakening. Yeah. He's like, oh, what's going on down so here? Oh, stupid. Jesus like, Christ. It was like how he how he lured him to come by the drain and shit. I was like, man, this is fucking goofy, Yeah, he's bro. Like, hey, you want to come down here? And he's like, okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what you're offering, but I'm buying. Um, yeah, there's some weird fucking twisted backstory with the, uh, the It movies. Like, all the kids, like, they make this pact. Because they're all like bonded by their trauma and like they've all dealt with shit in their lives, abusive fucking parent. He, he preys on the ones that have other shit like that were abused or whatever. In the book, they like fuck each other. All the kids. Hmm. Got to look into it. Maybe don't, but there's some weird stuff that goes on there. Like young kids, guys on guys type of shit. 
Hmm. I'm telling you, it gets a little hairy. I didn't even know they had a book. Yeah, most most fucking most. No, all sh- those Stephen King things are yeah. based off. Yeah, of well, novels. especially Stephen King, but a lot of the a lot of the movies like that are adapted from books. But yeah, all, all of the Stephen King were from. You ever seen Cujo? No, no. About the dog, the rabid dog. Children of the yeah, corn. Yeah, I didn't see it. Children of the corn. No, no. The cult of kids. With the sickles, fucking slicing people up. Um, yeah, see, y'all don't watch movies. I'm trying to think. Um, was it Stephen King? The Shining with Jack Nicholson? No, but I heard that was a really he good movie. He busts his head through. That's the here's Johnny. That line. Huh. Doesn't ring a bell. No. <laughs> it's like Jack, one of Jack Nicholson's most famous roles. Uh, y'all don't know shit, dude. All right. We're nearly at exactly two hours. Um, all right, episode one twenty nine of Big Easy Bets. Like and subscribe on the YouTube page, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If we helped you win a bet, you can thank us by subscribing. Again, first one hundred people subscribed to enter in are freely entered in to a hundred dollar giveaway. You don't have to do anything else other than subscribe. You get a hundred bucks. You get a shirt. You get a hat. Um, and then you have to check that little box. And we'll send you a bunch of fucking spam email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll blow up your email. But yeah, I mean, it's literally a win-win. You just have to listen in. If you're betting on sports at this point, if you're if you're gambling on football and you're not listening to this podcast, you're leaving free money on the table. So if you don't like free money, then yeah, quit listening. But if you do, and we've helped you, tell a friend about it. We appreciate it. If there's any game that we didn't touch on, reach out. We'll give you our honest opinion. You have anything to say before we go? Nope. Justin? No, sir. All right, episode 129 in the books. Y'all have a good one. Who dat? On Arizona. The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. That was good. I liked it.